This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover marshall dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 52 i'm your host eagle Knox, and i'm mellow yenis and as always before we get started we would ask that you take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as twitter online communities like discord Audio listening platforms, whichever you prefer, link, you know, will allow you to find us there, as well as ways to support the podcast as, you know, such as our online store or our Patreon. So, yes. and also while you're down there, like the video and subscribe to the channel for more Fire as weekly content. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> oh, also, for those of you who don't know, just one more kind of brief thing. If you didn't watch the 3K kind of announcement scream, not scream, but stream, sorry. Um... <laughs> This will be the last episode of coverage for Black Clover and Marshall before we replace them with Ayashimon and Mission Yozakura family going into season four of the Project Manga podcast. So we will definitely try our absolute best to give you the greatest discussion we possibly can tonight on those two fronts. And uh, we appreciate you, you know, bearing with us going through the changes, you know, of the brand here and what we want to cover and what we feel is giving you the best service for us to talk about. So Hell yeah. With all those words said, mm-hmm. ah, fire we can jump. No JJK, no disappointing. No. Yeah, yeah. Wish, wish we had it for the yeah, finale, but hey. Yeah, we, yeah. But <laughs> you know, gay, gay, finish snap coming back in. Yes. You already know. You already know. When is the next chapter coming here of Jujutsu Kaisen? I didn't even look. Issue number uh, one. I think it's just a week. And I'm just, well, it tells you kind of how many days is oh, this one yeah, week yeah. out from now. Oh, yeah, five days. So yep. we'll get we'll get another JJK chapter here in the next week. So yeah, yeah. we back in it. You know, yes. they don't pray, take take breaks for too long. Right, right. All right. Well, with that with that said, uh, we might as well get right into it. First yes. chapter of the night here, chapter two hundred and twenty of Doctor Stone: A Desire for All. And we yeah. get this this nice cover of Ryu Sui. Sets the tone going into the chapter. He's pretty much the forefront of this entire chapter, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just him and, like, the real serious, like, approach he's taken to this um, pilot role he's been given. And, like, yeah. his training for it, like, as far as the stamina training and the, the <clears throat> marksman training, you know, the gunfights. He's, like, Kohaku and Senku are, are kind of, like, botching their shots on the little things. I kind of jumping around the chapter here but <laughs> Ryusui was like really snapping this chapter and like the way he just like bop 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 clean as fuck hit all three of them while they were fucking swaying like that I was like damn Ryusui's a nice shot like I didn't yeah. expect oh yeah this. for page 14 yeah yeah this was this was a this was a good chapter for like just the progression of the plot 
continuing to prepare for the Y-Man mission. And I love, mm -hmm. you know, that Ryusui just has this dead serious, like almost yep. ominous kind of like vibe to his character throughout the chapter because you know it's building towards something. I personally had no idea like why he was this serious the entire chapter. So the end came as like a total surprise to me and I thought it was like a really cool fucking twist in the storytelling for this chapter. Cause I'm like, yeah. man, why is Ryusui going so hard not being himself? This is not the same like kind of like playful you know, like wild, you know, bombastic like the panel on page 15 Yeah, like all of this. Eyes? Yeah, like there were multiple points in the chapter where I'm like, Ryusui, you know, is is on his shit right now, but this is still kind of like different for his character and how serious he's being about this. So I knew it was leading into something. I just didn't have any idea what it could possibly be. And yeah, yeah and then we get the info like I'm not the one for this. As tight as I am, you know, doing all of these training exercises, like, I'm still not the one. And I'm like, oh, shit. Bro, um, <laughs> the page turn on the last panel. Yeah, I was like, what I is was that? Legit, I, I had no idea who he was talking about. I'm yeah. like, who is he talking about? Who yeah. is chilling in this cave right now? Yeah. And with that page turn to Stanley. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. The guy Stanley. I'm like, yeah. oh. I was like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. And I completely yeah. forgot he was still petrified like this entire time. Yeah. Like, you know, and my first reaction to it, like yeah. on my reaction stream, um, yeah. shout out Pro Project Manga Twitch, follow if you haven't. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I was like, yo, this is like, what is he doing? He can't revive Stanley. But then I was like, yo. Yeah, they're totally cool now. If, yeah. you, if you wake Stanley up right now and like he might, he could he could come out of the statue like Rah! you know trying to <laughs> gouge your eyes out and shit. But if you wake Stanley up right now, yeah, and you're like, yo, we're working with Zeno, yeah. Senku and him are chilling. We're yeah. building this rocket. We're going up to the moon to fight the actual like Y man threat that's petrifying all of us over and over a fucking again. Yeah. Stanley would be like. Oh shit! All right, bet. Yeah. Then we're on this mission. You Especially if you just like pull up with the iPad, you know what I'm saying, and just like show them like Zeno or whatever, yeah, however they're yeah. communicating. Like, come over here, yeah. your, your boys over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, Stanley, come on, come down here. I need to talk to you. He'd yeah. be like, Oh, Zeno, shit. Okay. Yeah. They didn't kill you or imprison you. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons why I like Rusi so much is that despite how greedy he is and how ambitious he is to like live a life to the fullest. Like, at page six, you notice he's, like, looking up at, like, you know, they wouldn't fly so, be flying so dangerously low if they didn't intend to attack up in front of the sun. And that's when he thinks about the time they had the dog fight with Stanley Snyder. And he has that moment of realization. He's like, I'm not the best choice. Yeah. And that rattles him. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and then yeah, when they get to like page uh 14 when he's doing the thing and he looks cold as hell on page 15 he's like yeah i aced that yeah. and compared to the others i'm good right but i'm really not the best and this team needs the best yes and so i really like that thing and uh something i didn't notice until like this uh, review is that on page 1819 with the big reveal of Stanley Snyder you can see the branches you saw in the first page with uh, the title with oh Desire he's looking at he's Stanley looking, on the cover 
looking at Stanley in the cover, and at first I didn't notice because Beautiful. like his expression is different. <laughs> because like in the first page, he looks optimistic. Like yeah. he's like you know he's pleased with something, he's accepting something. Whereas yes. on the opposite end of the spectrum, his um his look. Him gazing at Stanley's like confident, petrified face. Yeah, he seems melancholic. Right, and that is when I love Ruizu the best. Yeah, this not bravado. This shit is like the spot that you just like provided right Bruh. now is so drastic because obviously the end spread where he's actually looking at the statue of Stanley. He has a completely different expression on his face than the beginning of the chapter on the cover. But I'm assuming mm -hmm. that the the cover image of Ryusui is after this scene at the end of the chapter because he walks up like stanley huh you know what i mean at the end of the chapter mm -hmm. but then on the cover he's like yeah stanley you know what i mean like he's accepted it yeah. like he knows that it's the right move you know what i mean so this is just like two different points in time in the exact same scene like the cover is yeah. realization and acceptance and then you know yes. the, the, the end of the chapter Absolutely. is like oh shit, yes. yeah it's you yeah, yeah, yeah dude that's fucking incredible bro I love that. Why is my boy stanced up like, you know what I'm saying, like, Carido, <laughs> the hunter, you know what I'm saying? Wait, oh, where no. at? On the last page, Stanley Stanley. Oh, that, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he was smoking Carido, a cigarette when the... The Sanji? Yeah, he was smoking a cigarette when the, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the beam went off or whatever, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, like, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, like, that was, like, his last moment. He's like, smoke him if you got yeah, him. I remember, I remember <laughs> smoking the cigarette, but yeah. it, just, it gave me Sanji vibes, too, the way he was standing there. The, the way oh. his hand is positioned, really, more than anything. Yes. Reminded me of when Sanji pulled up on Jabra. Yes, absolutely. Like, the hunter. Yeah. But no. I love that they used like put Stanley behind a waterfall in a cave from yeah. the first major arc. And yeah. I'm like, cool, they're utilizing everything. And I appreciate that like Stanley might get to shine because beyond Zeno, his camp hasn't had a lot of characters that have actually shined beyond him. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Stanley. So I, 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 yeah, it was always about like Stanley and Zeno. And like what you just brought up right now in regard to Ryusui's kind of, like, demeanor going into or coming out of uh, that panel on page six where he sees, you know, the, 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 the plane in front of the sun or whatever, it says a lot about, like, how Ryusui kind of processed that arc, right? Because it's like everybody died that arc, you know what I mean? But the yeah. only one that's thinking about Stanley is Ryusui and that is probably a combination because like Stanley has like a similar skill set to Ryusui that's probably like the majority of it but also like it could be saying that Ryusui was probably the most traumatized from that arc and the conclusion of it when everybody oh. like you know was being a lot yeah. of his shortcomings right looking at Stanley yeah you know, doing his thing yeah the fact that he's oh. the only one that's even been thinking about Stanley throughout this entire thing like it makes sense for Senku and the rest of the team to only think about Ryusui in this situation because he is the captain character he is the one that fills in this role perfectly so like mm -hmm. why would they think about Stanley at all even you know in like an offhanded like internal monologue panel or something like that because obviously you want to build that up for the you know for the reveal at the end of the chapter inside of Ryusui's character but like yep. still like even though that that falls into place beautifully in the narrative it's just like, man, it's like Ryusui really was the only one that had this on his mind throughout this entire montage, throughout mm -hmm. this chapter. And it just, it spoke to me, I guess, like in this moment during our review when you brought up, you know, him and uh, 
and his uh you know the, the cover page and and yeah. in relation to the end page i was just like man like how did he really feel about that arc bro like how yeah. did he really feel about dying it and getting rated athletes what know? is it what it reminded me of like some of my friends who are athletes mm -hmm. and them talking about their experiences of like yeah no I, where i'm from i'm the best but like when you come up against people that are just straight up better than you at what exactly you do and then some yeah. it's an extremely humbling and aggra like anguishing experience mm. and so like yeah it's like ryu says like i have to have a hard honest conversation with myself am i really the best choice yeah this is for the fate of humanity right, right. like this is not something that I'm going to like chance on, on ego. Yeah. It's not about my desire no more. This is the fate of the fucking world, bro. Like I can't yeah, just be I mean, reusey about it. Like I have to think practically. Yeah, it's his desire for everybody, for all. Yes. And so he might have yeah. to set himself aside to maintain yeah. that desire to protect everyone. Dude. And it's he like, that's, like, that's a hard, that's a hard, yeah. that's a hard ask yeah. for anyone to do. For sure. Yeah. If uh, if I mean if, if Ryusui is making up for Senku and Kohaku, shit, Stanley's a squad of five or six by himself, man. Swear like, to God, Stanley was one man army for and a long like, like, time. Yeah, think of the dynamic too, like that that would kind of instill in that squad. Yeah, like Stanley killed Kohaku. Yeah, and Senku basically with the sniper shot. Right. Um. So just like the dynamic between the three of them would be something that would be really cool to experience. Like, yeah, there's definitely yeah. going to be like amazing character writing going into the addition of Stanley to the astronaut team. But like, it's going to probably just be cut off like right at the point where they're like, this dude was a soldier. He was he was acting, you know, under orders of his captain or his his mm -hmm. leader inside of Zeno. He's not actually a piece of shit. Zeno was just using him as a shitty instrument, essentially. You know what I mean? I bet you Stanley's yeah. going to be cool as fuck coming out of this petrification especially after talking to Zeno real quick I feel like it's gonna feel so good like once they actually go up into the ship and they're actually a team I could totally yeah. see like them landing on the moon them Stanley just taking action like all right you go, you guys go over here I'm gonna be over here this is like the tactical positioning that we need for mm -hmm. whatever the fuck kind of situation we found ourselves in and then Senku's gonna play off that based on the leading of of, of, of Stanley on the physical side of things. Kohaku, you know, will be there to listen to Senku and Stanley. It's just gonna be like such a tight unit because of Stanley's leadership on the moon. And I can just, I can already see the scenes, yes. you know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. And Stanley really is the best person that they could get to kind of polish and refine Senku and Kohaku's like marksmanship skills. Sure, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He can definitely like give them, you know, kind of tips and pointers on how to shoot like breathing and, and you know, yeah. there's, because Ryusui's you know, good on his own. That. He's just naturally talented. Like, he'll, you could give him literally anything and he'll probably yeah. become a, you know, show a, a prodigious talent inside of that. Yeah. But can he actually Stanley's tell like someone in else? The military. Yeah, exactly. He'll be yeah. able to direct them on. Yes. You know, he'll actually be able to train them up. And I think that's more important than having people like, oh, I have a talent, so I'm going to take on the, all the responsibility around this thing. Right. Whereas having someone like Stanley who is trained. And it has probably been a trainer for yep. the other soldiers that were under Zeno's employ. Mm -hmm. um, like having him be able to shore up the weaknesses of Senku and Kohaku and be like, okay, here's your bad habits. You have to resist the gun's weight. Um, 
more by yeah. handling the pistol. Use two hands as opposed to one hand. So I know, like, you see yeah. this in the movies, but life ain't the movies. This is yeah. how you handle these weapons. Yeah. Um, and then Stanley's going to be telling him that, and then maybe Z Senku and even Zeno maybe will be like, now this is going to be a lot different when you're inside of the gravitational, you know, sphere of the moon mm -hmm. versus the earth. You know what I mean? So you have to kind <laughs> of, like, learn like what it's going to be like to do all of this stuff underwater essentially yeah yeah um the thing that i thought was really like honestly the gadgets beyond like the character depth for oh yes the gadgets in this were super cool yeah yeah can we just the touch watch. on that yeah like, even my man joel yeah it makes so much sense that you just like reveal these two things like in one chapter instead of like the usual process of building up to the invention when it's a really drastic you know invention that they're like working towards obviously you need more time to prepare it so you want to dedicate a couple chapters to that so you could show that progress and show that you know tlc and blood sweat and tears that go into like making a new big invention but these mm -hmm. are all things that as important as they are are well, entirely comprised of things that we've already seen them create a million times yeah. or used to create things so it, it, it's oh go ahead I, I might, no i just want to quickly interject and say like with the with the grenade net launcher like that's cool whatever i don't need to see them build that but i sure. would have liked to have seen the process on how this watch was built Right. Oh, the resurrection if, you, if, you, if you think about yeah. it, you know, if you think about it from, you know, I honestly, I feel like the grenade launcher would need more time or the grenade net launcher would need more time to be shown over the watch because like up until that small area where all of the shit is happening in, like this is a really easy invention to create when you have a fucking watchmaker there, like timers and like, you know, a button press, you know what I mean? On timers, like that's so simple compared to a fucking yeah, but like just the rocket launcher. Inside with the like release and of the fluid. I don't know. It yeah. seems like a, something they would It'd go be... into a little more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Grenades. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, just, it's grenades on nets, you know what I'm saying? Like they've stuck right. a little gunpowder in a little thing that Sure. So then they're equally as like believable to just be made mm -hmm. real quick on the side because like I was saying like we've seen all of these pieces and parts that go into these inventions like used on so many other inventions already like we've already had like each individual component of both of these inventions like focused on at some point in time in the narrative leading up mm -hmm. until this you know what i mean they've already put things on timers before they've already made a flintlock pistol they've already you know what i mean like done like 90 percent of the work for both of these inventions already so it's like off screening them and putting them into a dramatic you know like hype reveal in this chapter both at the same time it like just feels good to me that we didn't have to like spend time leading into it because it makes this moment a lot cooler i guess is what i'm trying yeah. to say um I like them both. I, I'm glad, because I remember we had a conversation a couple chapters back about, like, so if they send the astronauts up in space in stone, how do they turn them back into people? We right. had that conversation, like, do they have just, like, a small film? The watch is an elegant solution. I keep forgetting that you don't have to have a lot of the resurrection fluid to have it be effective. That's just like a me. cascading effect, yeah. Mm -hmm. You just need a little bit. Like, really, uh, just one splash, and then it'll, like, it spreads out from there. Yep. The, the, mm -hmm. the part that throws me, really, the most, um, is how are they going to get guns to work in space? Because <laughs> it's a vacuum. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, <laughs> oxygen is needed for combustion 
and firing bullets. Yeah. So my idea is that they're going to have like CO2 guns. Ooh. Like, like compressed because they have the compression enough to make resurrection fluid in a watch. Yeah. They probably have because you can design an, a, a bazooka based off of like compression too. So, unless they're doing things like uh like 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 little plastic um, poofs of air yeah. so that there is air for the, for combustion, the combustion of yeah. a bullet because like once you're in space a thing moves in a direction it's going to move it doesn't have drags right. so to speak from air or Lift. Um, as much gravity either yeah. so it's going to go in the same direction and like um those things are going to happen so but i do want to see like how wait a minute that. yeah and, like, because this shit explodes after it's shot too yeah so, so like yeah, That's, like, what the it fuck? It makes you wonder, like, is that going to be a thing? And maybe Stanley's insight's like, yeah, this shit's not going to work up there. You, We need to make something that'll yeah, be Yeah, you're totally right. Stanley's going to be like, nah, we're using knives. <laughs> or some shit. Like, I don't even yeah. know. Not knives. But, like, still, it's like they, they, they made this gun. Not only do they have to make sure that the gun can shoot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it has enough air to shoot, create a combustion inside of the actual, like, chamber. But then once it's shot out the grenade net has to attach to a certain thing and then explode again. So, like, even if they figure mm-hmm. it out for the actual gun, like, how is it the projectile going to explode thereafter? That's a pretty mm-hmm. big question. I bet you... I think you're totally right, Melo. I think Stanley's going to be like... you got. Honestly, I don't know how Zeno and Senku, you know, didn't even, like, bring that up or, or whatever. Maybe yeah. they're waiting for Stanley to. I don't fucking know. Or maybe Stanley will be like, you realize this isn't going to work, right? And then Zeno and Senko are going to be like, yeah, we already thought about that. Here's our solution. Or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah. Here, here's the armor. Here's the real armory. We yeah. just had these other things so that we get people to practice. Because sure. like, man, they they've got they've got a pistol with the clip, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's that hey, the, that fucking panel on the bottom of fourteen is like Twitter yeah. header worthy as fuck, bro. Exactly. Like, it's just so perfect for a layout. <laughs> also, I do like the oh. fact that we were talking about the whole like gun control and positioning, and you mm-hmm. can see that Senku Kohaku are both doing what Ryusuke is doing, and you see them just struggling. It's just yeah. like yeah, they they don't got the training. It's okay. Yep. Ah, uh, man. What were you going to say, Eagle? Uh, I was just going to say... <clears throat> I did a quick Google search on the grenade thing. Okay. Um, it says... I just Googled, would a grenade explode in space? It says, yes, it would explode. Uh, most hand grenades are nowadays triggered chemically, electrically, or contain a fuse enclosed within the assembly so they don't require atmospheric oxygen to ignite. Nice. Uh, are watertight and otherwise more reliable more reliably go off at a preset time since activation oh sure so it's got like its oh, own like preset preset amount of air inside of the enclosed grenade like nice. canister space yeah and as far yeah. as the bullets um I, this is of course assuming that they are making modern day bullets in dr stone uh, yes, bullets carry their own oxidizing agent in the explosive in the explosive of the cartridge, which is sealed anyway, so there's no need for atmospheric oxygen to ignite the propellant. Once shot, the bullet will keep going forever as the universe is expanding at a faster rate than the bullet will travel. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Cool. Sounds All right. good. All right, got that. Got that Works figured out. Great search. Sorry, I didn't mean to like bring no, on the parade, but that I was yeah, no. That's no that's a very important search. That's yeah, a plot absolutely. hole cemented over. Yeah. That's, Thank you. That's what we want. Yeah, yeah that's what we need. I was space. worried for a yeah. second. I was just like, ah, oh, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I, can, I wasn't so much that. Yeah. I would say you know, there's like, there's a scientific consultant on this story that is completely 100% like going over every chapter there's a computing consultant on this story Shout out, I, I wouldn't say anything yeah. anything that they're saying we can probably trust well it's but also just, just like i could i was see really it. curious so yeah. i was like i'm gonna google this shit real quick and see what's up yeah and, and even if it wasn't like that even if we didn't have a physical explanation like the kind that you just like looked up like we already kind of like touched on the possibility yeah. that stanley like wakes up and goes like this isn't the this isn't everything you need to do in regard to this weapon that you made yeah. and then you know either they either senku and, and Zeno go oh yo you're totally right let's adjust this or they go nah we already factored that in here's how we're kind of going to supplement that mm -hmm. so like or maybe yeah stanley is the one that maybe has like sat back and he's like you know i've kind of thought about this shit a little bit more what if he is like we need to prepare for the possibility that this thing is an ai Oh like, yeah, we're preparing to go up against people. Yeah, he was like, maybe we should go up there with some electronics disabling type. <laughs> One shit. EMP. Like, hey, like, do we yo. have enough for EMP <laughs> to shut this down? Yeah, dude. But then honestly, they have to be really careful with that. Yeah, because an EMP would be really useful, especially yeah. against a computerized thing. Especially if you can concentrate it like in a cone, because like I don't really know exactly how EMPs really affect technology like is it just like a like a stun or is it like an actual like i fried your fucking shit you um, know what i mean because I, if it's like I mean, just I've like i've heard a, yeah i don't know if this is like actual factual but like i've heard that if like you know any major country let's just say the u.s in this instance if the u.s got hit with an emp it would literally like send us back to the stone age oh my and god yeah disable all of our electronics for like i can't remember like yeah to, to it, I, they said it would take us from what i read or heard at the time i think it said it would take us like 200 years to get back to the point we're at now yeah, with so, no help yeah so if, if that's accurate mm -hmm. if that's super accurate then that means that it like fries the system in a way to where technician, technicians have to like go in and fix it rather than it just being like a temporary disabling of the yeah. functionality of whatever it is yeah. that, it's, that you it's, it's because it's magnetic right yeah, nobody yeah. get on my heels that, about that right, i don't know right. If that's facts, no, that makes sense. Let us know if, in the comments. Let me know in the yeah, comments. Yeah, for saying. sure. Let us know in the comments for sure. But I, but either way, like either way, we got the narrative covered. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like this conversation either told us like, yo, this is definitely something that Stanley's going to bring up as far as things you haven't considered, or you know, going off of the Google search that Eagle just did on the physical side of like how combustion works inside of these weapons in a vacuum, then like you know then they're all good no matter what you know what i mean they don't, there doesn't need to be any kind of extra mm -hmm. steps taken a bullet can still be fired a grenade can still go off in space according to the research the quick research that eagle kind of just did so no yeah. matter like what happens i feel like narratively it's going to be sound it's going to be it's going to be you know pretty tight and solid so i'm yep. I'm, I'm 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 down for either possibility and who knows Richiro inagaki could come out the woodwork and say oh i bet you guys were you know factoring in this this and this but here's this curveball of a fourth option that you guys hadn't thought about wow. that'd be the coolest part yeah but yeah, he's done that before like, many times many the resurrection times watch yeah. to be honest like, yeah, the resurrection times. watch threw me away i was like yeah. bam 
Yeah. And it makes so much yeah. sense because it's like, okay, if the resurrection watch is like your personal, oops, I got petrified, you know, in the heat of the moment, let me fix myself. It's like they could totally have like a sprinkler system inside of the ship, petrify mm -hmm. themselves on the way there so they don't have to fucking deal with as much oxygen. And then, you know, and then as soon as it's landed, there's a timer inside of the ship that sprays everybody, you yep. know, or something. Build it into can, the headrest. Yeah, and then they can, you know, get off the, 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 the ship on the moon confront Y man get petrified again and then have the watch or something you know what i mean so i bet you there's mm -hmm. so many contingencies so many like ways to get revived from petrification even if like i don't know the watch seems to be the last you know the last uh the last bastion there but still like mm -hmm. i feel like the, like all of this is starting to feel really good like so good before they go up into this rocket onto this ship they're spending the perfect amount of time on like the prerequisite storytelling for it that i just like feel so good about what's about to happen so yeah. i'm ready i'm ready for the trip oh man but yeah i think uh, i think that's about all i had for dr stone this yeah i think week. i'm yeah i think i'm good too all right well with that i think we can go ahead and get right into chapter 87 of marshall magic and muscles the final review on the show and uh what a chapter don't bear it in the two foes too many yes oh wow gotcha sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about no that, i got folks. it i got I it got yeah. <laughs> but yeah All dude right. yeah dude what a chapter yes yes and um i kind of like this guy his little last ditch effort to fuck over lance but oh, yeah. at the same time um i'm like why would you actually open a portal up to the room he's trying to go to i thought for sure he was going to send him off to a like like that key would be in a totally different room and he was going to have to like yeah. A goose chase. Yeah, yeah, why didn't he do that? Unless there's like some kind of specific reason inside of his magic that wouldn't allow him to for some reason, but that's clearly not specified here. So he actually did just um, give him I the mean, room. I mean, it would have made more sense if he showed him like if if um if Komoto showed into the portal that like Lance could see that it was the room. Yeah. And like yeah. that was kind of a tactic he like okay this is actually a portal like go yes. ahead and go through like i'm beat you know yeah but if yeah. he can't see through the portal to which room it is and he still just trusts like that makes it it just makes it it would have felt yeah. better Super for me if, weird yeah. yeah well i, mean, I didn't even think about that one, that's like a really good point bro sorry bello go ahead no worries page one uh contini says i've got no choice my mother taught me to never go back on my word the guy's a weirdo so maybe he's just like doing that and also like um you know, nah, because it was Cap. He said he he said that just to make him fucking trust him. Maybe that's yeah. what it was then. Maybe because they like bonded over how, you know, the cringe yeah. levels of appreciation they have for their mother and sister. He's like, whatever, I can trust this dude if he says, I, this is for my mom right before he opens up the portal. So I guess yeah, that's fine. Or he's just like, I have to give you over the key because I said yeah. I would. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So I feel yeah. like that's fine. Um, I do like the whole teleportation gate decapitation trick. Um, I think that like even though they don't show us, they probably showed the room where Mashal was to get him to lower his guard. And it's like you know, um, like when you tell a lie, you add something with a little bit of truth right. to make it like more enticing. Because when people are like lying about the whole thing, you can usually kind of pick up on the vibe of that. So if you mix in a little bit of truth to like yeah. get someone to lower their guard, then like. 
that helps. Like I could see that being a thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it is very straightforward um, of him. Yeah, I like the portal. <laughs> I like the portal magic. It reminds me of like so many things. But the one that comes to the to to mind right now, just just right now, is fucking uh, Nov from Hunter Hunter, the dude who oh, makes yeah. the fucking portals in the four D mansion. He has that like uh, he has that like yeah. close quarters combat like Nen technique called Scream yep. where he like opens up the portal and then closes it and like cuts off your shit. He like decapitated those two ant guards like or I think it was just one but yeah he killed the fuck out that dude so quick he said yeah. <laughs> and his shit yeah. was just gone. <laughs> yeah. That, that shit was fire. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I wonder too why like when walking through a gate who who like goes and just like puts their arm through it first. Right, you I want to just jump straight through yeah. that shit. Me, I'm in there. What's yeah. he doing? Like why does he why does he specifically put it's just I don't know. I think it's cuz he that, just that, um wanted the key, right? Wait, 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 wait. So where was on the page key? 2? Page 2. He yeah, has the key already. Oh, he already key. has the key. Yeah. And he like puts his hand through first the portal, which is just I don't know, that whole scene. Yeah. Seemed like it could have just felt better if a couple things, I don't know. Yeah, it seems a little it, it, too it, it, it helped presented, along. Yeah. Presented in a couple ways. <laughs> yeah. Like like you were saying, if we'd seen the portal with like actually like the coffin or mashes, yeah. maybe yeah. that would help. Yeah. Um and yeah. then like have that moment where like he's like leaping and he has it in his hand and then like I don't know, uses gravity on himself to like stop him like moving forward to like drop his mask but then let's go of the key yeah like i can see yeah. that being a thing and that would be really like tight but at the same time like page count i get it yeah, yeah. i mean i don't yeah sure yeah page count let's say that i mean and honestly like yeah. little contrivances like that in a fucking gag story like don't matter you know what i mean at the end of the day it's like this is like a straight up you know comedy yeah. like 80 percent comedy leaning you know like battle manga then it's like whatever we don't need hunter like hunter hunter or jujutsu kaisen levels of like super tight narrative shit you know what i mean yeah like, we don't need that kind of like but still it it does it does feel it does like this opening couple of pages does feel kind of weird in that way but it feels very much like they've really settled into the identity of a gag manga despite how dark the series and like went for a while that doesn't even seem it... like something that's like you know um that's that's uh you know related to the fact that it's a comedy or a gag manga like this is something that wasn't comedic it wasn't like something that like it was an actual you know in the moment plot betrayal text. yeah like plot like kind of like yeah yeah thing like that and it just wasn't um you know executed in a very satisfying way which is something that you kind of just have to say whatever who cares because oh, it's a gag yeah. manga but i don't think that was a gag scene yeah yeah lance did say on page three he's like i'd expected a trap from him at least he saved me some time by coming right out with it is this guy an idiot really like so he's like all right maybe he's just like sticking out his hand to see if he's like you oh, expected get that him? and you still stuck your fucking hand in the mystery hole yeah <laughs> Lance is ballsy. Lance is ballsy. Say what you want. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> oh man. But yeah. But <clears throat> the key drops next to Dot. He grabs yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, he's you know trying to stance up against this the shark buddy. I always forget this dude's name. What's what? Rosenquartz. It's like rose quartz. Something rose like quartz. that. Yeah. 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 And uh, again, we just like get 
a bunch of like comedic internal monologue through this, like Dote kind of cheering himself on, hyping himself up. And then, uh, who's this other guy? I don't have any idea, like any of these dudes. Uh, names. You're talking about tongue, introduced... tongue guy, big, big, yeah. big, big buff tongue guy, tongue boy. Yeah. Yeah, I think they called him like Garo or something like that. Some shit. Yeah, I think I think you're yeah, right, Bello. Actually, I remember that. Yeah. To be honest, like his name was only really mentioned like once, and that was like five chapters ago. Yeah, yeah. and I and I doubt we get like you know a significant backstory for him even. So I think he's literally just mm-hmm. meant to be there with his character design and his magic. So whatever yeah, he's doing acid yeah so. <laughs> like a glorified as as, extra um, <laughs> the kind of cross stuff that happens with dope like yeah this is only like the second or third time we've seen it i believe so yep i don't know i, I always like when this this comes up i forgot um, this was a thing and i was like oh shit like that was like my big point of hype in the chapter <laughs> i was like oh yeah that's right he could totally do this yeah, and like I don't know, I feel like in the past we'd speculated on it maybe being like a lineage thing for him, or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, what do you guys think now at this point? Are you kind of still along the same lines of thought as what you what you had before? I don't, this? Even, I don't even remember what I thought about before, honestly. But I think I think I like what you're saying right now. I think I think because we don't really know too much about his family, do we? No, no. I don't think so. Yeah, I, maybe we got one small flashback with a sibling or a parent but i don't remember i feel like it reminded me of d gray man with the giant cross on the forehead oh sure yeah a little bit where i was just like yeah so maybe like i think that with a series that leans so heavily into the idea of magical lineages Mm -hmm. they might have just it's just part of this thing like they've refined the bloodline to a point that he has like this open spot on his forehead and he needs to keep it covered up to like repress it or something or maybe the wrap itself is like a big suppressant item Mm -hmm. to like let him like channel his mat a a very dangerous magic by the way like a very dangerous magic in like safe amounts right i like that like i i feel like that's the only real explanation there because even like the headband looks like a cross but also looks like a big old sign like that you see outside of like my old like minefields yeah. they're like please do not go further this is now government territory <laughs> and is mine for your own safety please turn back yeah. you know kind of yeah. stuff like that um yeah, bro. Maybe, then, like, I think I think I like that because it's like I have the yeah. headband on. I don't know if this is actually going to be a thing, but just for the sake of the conversation that we're having right now, I think yeah. I like it because it's like you. His magic is explosions. You know what I mean? So even yeah. though you can assume that someone who uses magic in this world is immune to the effects of their own, um, it could still be a situation to where bomb magic or explosion magic is so powerful that it can even harm the individual that's casting it. I could totally see that being a caveat line for his specific affinity and then like the headband is some kind of magic related tech that keeps his explosions at a manageable you know level of damage to where he doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about any being inflicted upon himself and then he takes the he's headband in- off his damage output spikes and now he's susceptible to hurting himself with his magic though at the same time i think that that would be a really cool explanation for it i feel like that's it because i don't think i've ever seen dote actually harmed by his own explosions like yeah. at most like wily e. coyote level like <laughs> oh frizzy hair stuff when he blows himself up right yeah, yeah. um and that's it but this time like you get up to the part where like they're on the ceiling using magnetism to like rain down acid on him and he blows himself up to double jump 
Like, yeah. he concentrates explosions on his feet and, like, destroys his shit. Yeah, and you can see the damage, too, can't you? That's right. There's, like, a whole mm-hmm. panel where... Well, I guess his shoes are really just the only things yeah, that Yeah, they're kind of really damaged. durable. Yeah. So he's, he's <laughs> definitely able to focus them and direct those explosions, but, like, he's still suffering blowback. And sure. for me, like, this is the first time I've seen blowback from his magic. I think, yeah, I think this is the first time I remember it, too. Yeah. That's tight, though, that he, yeah, that he, like, because it's like, you think about how he, Dote, is going to be able to counter this kind of situation, especially when it's a two-on-one, and I guess if you just take advantage of the blind spots that their own magic creates, as well as blind spots you can create of your own, as long as you get the element of surprise, I guess the level of skill doesn't really matter as much, or the level of uh, the the power gap, you know what I mean? Because I'm sitting here going, Mm -hmm. like, hey, Dote's cool, or whatever, but, like, these are supposed to be the most significant, like, you know, other student, you know, human, like, magician threats that these guys have kind of run into at this point. So it's yeah. like putting Dote into a 2v1 against this specific group of antagonists felt, like, really, like, weird to me. But then creating oh, the yeah. opening that he, you know, or the, the, the advantage that he gets and the opening that he exploits in this, you know, exchange inside of the choreography felt pretty good in that way. I don't know how yeah. I'll feel if he, like, just outright beats them off of one magic attack landing even if it's yeah. like a giant one i mean whatever this explosion is pretty huge but if, yeah. if all he needed was one opening i guess that says a lot about a lot of things to me i don't know um i mean at the same time like if you're fighting a dude with a grenade he only needs one that's true that's true that's true so like that's totally fine too yeah, yeah absolutely especially if he's like fried do a crisp at the end of this and like you know, mm-hmm. he's just as defeated as the other two, but it doesn't matter yeah, because he be defeated them. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's totally I want him to too. be roughed up because yeah. he's concentrating all of his explosions on himself. He's doing it in a way that they can't have any ground to hide behind. Mm-hmm. So, like, that 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 tracks for me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, okay. like, it's a nice sacrifice because Dote has been seen as, like, definitively weaker than Lance and some of the others. So it's like, it's, you know, hey, you know what? You're bringing up his level saying, hey, he does have game. Yeah. He does have ability. But yeah. it's going to cost him. And, uh, yeah. It's like all heart. It's all heart yeah. and risk. It's not like carefully calculated strategy or something that yeah. would feel out of character for a doubt W. Like he totally won within his means by sacrificing himself. There's enough balance there mm-hmm. to where it doesn't feel like awkward that he just beat two of the strongest enemies it's not that janky. we've seen in the series. Yeah, it's yeah. not clunky in, in that way. Now, now there was a lot of like, you know, thought and strategy related to it, but at the same time, it's like not outside of his means. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like one of the characters that is constantly giving you play-by-plays of like the skills MASH is using and like the feats that like, you have like mm-hmm. Finn and then you have Dote that are like the commentators of like crazy shit that happens mm-hmm. in conflict in mash so that coupled with the fact that he you know kind of sacrificed himself for it feels pretty good honestly mm-hmm. yeah i like so, it burst of passion spent, yeah i kind of spent a little bit of time here trying to look this up because i had a feeling that we had gotten a little bit of an explanation on the cross mm-hmm. um sorry i know we're like going back to mm-hmm. a previous mm-hmm. point in the conversation pretty far no that's good this no is good worries. It is the uh, the Ira Cruz or Cruz, um, mm-hmm. just something he was born with. It's a Warden Cross, and when his emotions spike, his true magic power unleashes, making him a battle demon. Cruz oh. is German for cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Spanish. Yeah. So yeah, 
that's that's well, kind of the explanation that, we've got. Oh my god, it literally is a burst of passion. I was just saying sure. that because it was fitting for his character, but like, yeah, he's literally exploding with passion. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really good. That's that's good. That's really good. I, so, I, I, I want to say like he could have yeah. been able to do all of the things that he like it's not except for like the damage output that's obviously coming from this boost in form that he's kind of like taken with like but I mean like you still hit him with like 30 fucking explosions like that's a really big fucking deal even without mm -hmm. this form I wonder what the form actually did because I could totally see him still doing all of this stuff even without this specific boost so like I don't know. It gives him way more magic power, so right, I don't know that yeah. he could do this without that. As without, far as like, as far as like the huge all, explosion yeah. goes, right? Yeah. So like as the, far like, as like huge and the multiple volleys of like thirty of them coming. Oh out. sure, maybe he can't even conjure that many explosions without the form. Yeah, that's fine. But I could have sworn I seen him like do like a huge, you know, giant, you know, volley even without this form before. But I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Like these are like little little things that don't actually matter but i'm sitting here going like man if that's really like a new form that kind of like gives him what he needs in the moment i wonder what he actually got from it besides damage because don't be in the mix of action regardless like he will blow his feet up to get to you and grab you and blow himself up i love with, seeing that yeah like with or without this form you know what i mean so i'm like i wonder what it actually did but da damage is enough of a reason i mean know? page 16 he's grabbing on the rose quartz's uh yeah. shoulder like his clothes yeah. and he's like no he's like it's like uh I'm not afraid to die if I have to. He's going straight kamikaze. He's just like, full power, let's go. If I survive, I survive. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, to me, magical power means, like, not only damage, like DPS, but, like, increased scale. capacity for spells, scale, exactly. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, mana pool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all that, all makes, that, all that makes all the sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, just kind of a, an upgrade across the board, really, for... Yeah a minute 30 seconds however long he's like yeah <laughs> yeah you know? just like you know all madden stats for like yeah two all minutes <laughs> hall of fame stats <laughs> yeah let's go hey so this last page of of mash running i don't know if we saw this in the last uh chapter of like what this space kind of looks like for him but like we saw the that when he first got locked in there we kind of saw the cloud he's doing the camping bit where he's okay. just like mm, yeah so he yeah but okay so the last time we saw him the box had just put, put get, got put on him and he's kind of like holy shit this place is crazy or whatever but we haven't seen him running infinitely you know until this chapter right because this is totally something that i think mellow pointed out I think or maybe so. eagle pointed out i was saying he was gonna try and run to the edge and he yeah. would reach the edge and break out and the dude would be like what the fuck oh How? okay no nah, because then yeah so you said that and he had then, to run like 140 miles or something yeah, yeah and then like and then mellow said music video yeah yeah so then so you said that eagle and then mellow said or it's just going to be an infinite space that he can't run to the edge of so then he fucking jumps out the top because <laughs> the magic isn't it's expecting okay. you to take that route. It's expecting you to run on the ground infinitely or whatever. Dr. So, J just fucking leaps out the roof. Yeah. Like, so I think, honestly, Larry. I think we could still see something like that. Because it's like, otherwise, I don't know. Like, that, I could just totally see that happening. Especially with the end of this chapter, you know, showing us what it does. I could see that, but part of me doesn't want him to... 
Like, because I want by Lance and yeah, Dokes yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're totally fights right. to have meaning, right? Like, yeah. I want getting those keys to have meaning. So, like, maybe at like if they're gonna like you know hand wave that, yeah, I want them to at least have like you know punch it out so that like there's just one arm hanging out of the yeah. box, and then <laughs> Dote uses like the explosions to like launch the keys into his hand or something like that, and then he unlocks the door. Sure, but sure. like. I don't want him to escape without to just, help. Like, yeah, get out by himself. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes that. You're totally I, right. Yeah, I would love a dope moment here. You yeah. know, and dope him, moment. he opens up the box and like. Yeah. If Dote just beat those two mages, he had his, he has his moment with or without yeah. the key. Yeah, yeah. like honestly, oh. like that's like a really big deal if he won yeah. right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it'd be kind of interesting if like Dote's like I'm beaten, I'm wrecked. And then the guys are like walking towards like the explosion, like not walking towards the keys. And then like an explosion happens and it blows the keys into the locks. Like oh, I think that'd wow. be kind of funny. That'd be, cra that'd be crazy. That'd be hype and funny. That would be like a yeah. Like I think it would moment. fit well within the gag theme. And yeah. then it's like no. And then Mash is like I've jumped out of the box. No, you <laughs> want to know jumps. what? Yeah, I think they both have more fight to go here. I don't think either of these. Yeah. I don't think. Either and Lance of these is still around, around, and we still have uh, you know. Abel and Abyss Razor and Margaret yeah. Macaron, like we still yeah. have those guys, you yeah, know. Yeah, because so Lance like, oh. diffed his enemy. Dude, and it was funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, and Dote, you know, is on some like thug shit right now, but I still feel like he should have more. Even though his mm -hmm. his his strategy and like what he did in this chapter was like super cool and super satisfying. Yeah, I still feel like he needs a little bit more struggle inside of give him a, little extra a conflict as of a this treat. scale. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Wild shit. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about all I had for Marshall. But yeah, I don't have any. Last thing I guess we can we can note. It was yeah. like just some of the choreography through this fight was, yeah, was yeah. really really nice, you know, mm -hmm. jumping around, ceiling, avoiding explosions. Dude, I loved the ceiling yeah. fight where they're like, "My magnets give me complete freedom of movement. Yeah. You can't hide in the smoke. We're above you, motherfucker!" Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, that, that's good. I like that because yeah. um, magnetism is such a cool ability, but." It doesn't have to all just be like Magneto wave of the hand, a gun disassembles, you know? So, like, I like seeing kind of, like, the practical stuff. Like, um, I was disappointed when Magna died in My Hero Academia because I was like, ah, oh, they have magnet powers. That's cool. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah. And then they didn't use them at all. And I'm like, oh, no. Fine. <laughs> so, wait a minute, though, because this dude is kind of dumb then because if he's on, okay, so on page 14, he goes up on the ceiling and yep. my magnets give me complete freedom of movement and don't think you can hide in the smoke i'll drag you out of there and then drops down to the ground and shoots the magnet ball in like one specific direction oh, like I what made you decide on that direction no because it shows him drop down in the middle panel on huh. page 14 right because he's on the ceiling That's with dude so weird. Yeah, and then in the middle panel he drops back down onto the floor conjures up his ball and then just shoots it in a random direction like what was he like planning to shoot the ball and then have it start? Yeah, he was he was trying to have it pinball all over the place. Yeah, that's what he. Was. And mm -hmm. then in the moment that he shot it in the first direction in a straight line before it started ricocheting, that's when doubt caught him. And it's like, man, that just seems so obvious to me. Like if I was that dude, I'd <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably shoot the ball from the ceiling maybe. Because <laughs> it's like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Doing. 
Uh, Part of me wondered if that was what he was doing, but the floor does seem different. And then, I mean, you get the thud like, too. You know what I mean? Like the thud is like a dead yeah, giveaway yeah. that he dropped down onto the floor. True, you know what true, I mean? True. So yeah, maybe I, we, I, maybe it's, it's like, like more 16. of a yeah. Go ahead. Because like page sixteen, where Doat is like kind of like flying at them, and like that top panel, he just seems like he's above him. So it's like oh, I was like sure. wondering. That's what really sold me on them still being on the ceiling. But like you, you picked it out with the thud. So like I mean, yeah. it does fictionally follow that they did get back on the ground and Dote was just above the like had launched himself up in the air yeah or like was in the smoke screen in the air and then coming down to them maybe he was just trying to like kind of clear the smoke out with the magnet ball because he did just say like oh i'll drag you out of there yeah sure and maybe there's a kind of a visual thing with his ability too like maybe he can't magnetize you if he can't see you oh so he was really trying to get away from that's the smoke. a good limitation yeah yeah. I mean, most, um, like, like in D&D &D and stuff, most spells say you can only target creatures that you can see within a certain range. Right. Yep. Yeah, so, like, that tracks for me. That's an easy translation in my brain. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, that's all about a head. Yeah, I'm definitely good on Mashal. Yep, same. Love you, Mashal. All right. Well... Yes, so long. We love you, Marshall. Thank you for the the you know the time and the reviews and the fun and the laughs and all the you know good yeah. speculation and discussion that you've given us. Plenty of incredible conversations inside of Mashal. We enjoyed your time on the show, and um, you know we appreciate the spot you've given us to put uh, Ayashimon in. So yeah, for sure. Thanks. And with that, you know we might as well go ahead and get right into the final chapter. Of coverage from us on Budok Kurul <laughs> Chapter 315 Ultra Giant Showdown. And uh, we start off with like the actual super Power Ranger uh, Ultra so console like uh, control room in the Megazord where they're all like putting their magic into these fucking consoles that they're sitting at like yeah, yeah it's so just strange I don't know <laughs> that's the panel where I was like damn it really looks like that in there did we see that last chapter I don't remember no, saw, but no it's the first didn't. time that we're seeing it's it the first time we've that's seen so the funny dude holy shit and it's just like wow they really swapped genres on me because like I know we cover Ranger Reject, so I'm like, yeah, that's the Sentai series. And I'm like, wait, Black Clover's the Sentai series? No? They got the Zord, they got the Goopy Gus, you know? like <laughs> Not the Goopy Gus. And I mean, Henry yeah, can he's... do whatever he wants with this space. Like, yeah. he really essentially controls it. It For sure. moves at his will, so it makes sense that he would be able to do this, but it's just strange. Like, why would he think of this design? It makes sense it's architecturally. It's a nod the Sentai, you know? Maybe, yeah. You know? yeah, no, it definitely yeah. is. And, like, it makes sense as far as, like, architecture like the on the architectural architecture side of things like he can make it look whatever way he wants in there but like what does the what do these control stations actually do for them? yeah like 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 what is the actual functionality is it just like a stone seal where yeah. your hands are like maybe like in, uh, oh there we like go element yeah where you yeah, put yeah. your hands on the two spots and yeah and like, then it just I'm takes your obstacle. energy yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's fine that's fine that's fine yeah because i'm sitting and here going like desk. no way they got switches and pulleys oh. and buttons but like why would that? Yeah, that's so series. dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I'm sitting here going, like, what is the actual functionality of the no. seat they're sitting in? 
And it's literally like probably the, just a mana sink is what it is, yeah. It's just a mana sink. They're yeah. washing their hands, getting drained, and, like, <laughs> I think it's really funny that all these little sheep are just slowly just feeding these people. Like, yeah, I can't use my hands. you got to feed me. And we're like, all right, let's just keep playing magic and getting fed by Charmy's little dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah this is the most kinda... Sentai episode. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We got Luck kind of using his magic to detect where in the kind of amalgamation monstrosity lucifero where yami and vengeance are and yep. uh their plan is to kind of try and pluck them out of there and in hopes that that'll kind of like stop what's going on um which who know who's to say whether that'll work and we 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 had this little panel of i, I don't know Noct has so many designs that I like just can't really remember them all yet. This is the horse one. This is the horse design, isn't it? Yeah, it's his horse stance where he's like, it's got the highest defense. Defense, like the horse in Junie Tyson. In Junie Tyson. I was literally just going to I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Watch Junie Tyson if you haven't. It's fucking 12 episodes on Crunchyroll. Like super quick, tight, concise fucking pacing. Yeah. Beautiful crisp ass animation. Amazing awesome character writing. Choreography and action. Like yes. Terrifying. Action, action the whole time. Yes. Concept of the story is so fucking sick, but I don't want to like stray too far away from the yeah, chapter. Yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. fucking Junie Tyson. Watch that. It's movie. amazing. It's good. <laughs> Noxy says this all the time, and I haven't watched as many of them, so I can't really say it with as much confidence. But like best twelve episode anime I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, I really like it for 12, absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Noct playing his part here, like, kind of standing back, he's like, I'm not getting in this fucking Megazord. I'm gonna sit here and, and like, analyze the situation on my own terms here. Yeah. And, um... I need to be on the ground level, checking this shit out. Front line. <laughs> right. Scoping. He's the one thinking, like, okay, yeah, if we, if we rip them out of there, this theoretically should stop what's happening yeah. yeah but then he's like man it's not looking too good they're fucking yeah. crumbling I apart mean, is this because of the gravity um also it is part of like lucifero's like magic right like he's also using transformation magic right because no, like, no 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 he's just gravity right? i thought because morris had the the conceptual you know, yeah, affecting but he's still like, magic or whatever. He was like the beginning vessel and he was using his magic to like combine all the demons that were pouring out of the gate into this giant goopy gipper like oh. kind of body. Yeah, maybe. I so know. I feel gipper. like it's it's crumble because they were using it to absorb buildings. So I feel like it's absorbing the black bull's orb. As well. Oh wait 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 no 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 because because Henry says he's still incomplete and yet what vast magic no matter how much we absorb it overflows we can't catch yeah. up so maybe this crumbling is the overflow he's just kind of losing magic. control of it and can't keep it oh, all together. it's yeah, just think... like because in contact with it it's just being overloaded by magic yeah. so one magic is kind of getting eroded yeah or something okay. or maybe he's just like it's that. too much magic to contain and keep the form whole or something yeah. i don't fucking know but i think i think overflow of magic absorbed makes a lot of sense for the crumbling even though like mm-hmm. i don't know maybe you could say it's like no because if it was gravity it would have a completely different visual effect yeah 
I mean, there's gravity being affecting on, like, the citizenship. You can see them on, like, pages 4 and, like, 11, where yep. they're just like, oh, we're getting squished like bugs, and I'm like... Yeah, but the crumbling on, four, on page 4 almost looks like it's, like, 0G, like, less gravity. Like, it looks like it's yeah, like rising yeah. from off of the top of it or whatever. So it's like I mean, you can still see those like gravity lines. You still can see those. True, yeah, yeah. Especially like you can see them on the horns, kind of up top on the head and shoulders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know you totally can. I don't know, man. I feel like overloaded. Yeah, is the um. I feel like overloaded. The green? No, he's the white ranger for sure. Right? Isn't that the the kind of the yeah, but like tier. Green Ranger green became slash the White, white. Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah Green, green slash, slash White. Oh, he did used to be the Green. No, nah, no, nah, he white. totally is, though. Because or he became the Green after the White? Yeah, I, uh, I can't remember which order it was. Green I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it's Green to White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in MMPR is, yeah, is when all that goes down for the first time, yeah. right? The first season. Yeah. The anyway, anyway, out. yeah, the classic. Anyway, Noct definitely is the Green Ranger, though, because he has his own, you know, kind of situation separate from the main team and their megazord right like he Mm -hmm. has like his own forms and his own you know bigger you know attacks like outside of his like regular like base form separate from you know this giant you know voltron you know megazord version that they have going and that's always what tommy did yeah like the the power rangers would all five go into their shit and go fight the enemy then they'd get whooped, and then he'd be like, it's time to, you know, do my thing, and then he'd, he'd bust out his fucking, like, flute or whatever. Yeah, his flute knife, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. he'd jump into his own Megazord and then fight yeah, solo, like you a, know. It's like a yeah. raptor-looking thing. Yeah, so even though Nock doesn't have his own, like, Megazord, he's still, like, you know, he's still Green he's Ranger in, in this situation, he's, for he's sure. He's very much the Green Ranger. I love that we're just, like, Megazord is the, the consensus term for this right now. I mean, yeah. it's a, I mean, Look at that cockpit. Tell yeah. me that ain't a Zord. It's, it's the cockpit. If I, if, I stripped, if I stripped the capes and the stonework and I yeah. just put on a little bit of like a little little jammies yeah. and like a little bit of chrome, you'd tell yeah. me that's a new Sentai series. You'd be like, Mighty Morphin Train Buster Ranger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and it doesn't even, it you know, is. whether it's fucking Power Rangers or Voltron, they, they all do the Mighty same Morphin shit. Mighty like Morphin Magic they, Ranger. Yeah, they all, they all get mean, their own yeah. little cockpit. You see the fucking Transformers even too. I'm pretty sure they combine in transformers at some point and like humans like kick it in the center of the chest or whatever they even did it in rick and morty with uh the the ferret rangers or whatever the fuck it was yeah maybe not transformers i don't know why i feel like i have a memory of that happening in that i've always had this like what if like a transformer forgot to eject their passenger and like (laughs) 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 transport Yeah. Oh my God. It's you're just in the chest, all crunched up, blood's like leaking out. Bumblebee, you're leaking oil. Oh no, that's not oil. Yo, why is that oil red? (laughs) Not Sam. Wait, was it? Yeah, Sam Witwicky. I think is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sam. I completely forgot that that was Shia LaBeouf's (laughs) name of his character. (laughs) Those are my favorite Transformers movies. <laughs> oh, man. Why no. does it feel like on that note, as long as we're talking about Transformers, yeah. it feels like 
Optimus Prime's voice actor like has always been the same fucking dude. Is this dude immortal? No, hey, no, no, no. So, J- so old so, ass cartoons. Yeah, that is the original voice actor of Optimus Prime who plays the Optimus Prime in the Michael Bay films. That was one of the coolest things, Yo. you know, to find out. Yeah, like that was like one of like the major draws for like me and my family because like we all watched speeches. that shit all the way to Gen One before time began. There was the cube. Hey, I used to fucking say that shit like every fucking day after I first Yo. saw that movie, and I would like so. tr- I would practice the fucking transform sound like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you do it like so you try to do it so many different ways like in your mouth to try to make the sound, and it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Optimus Prime voice actor, goaded, goaded. You remember what though, Melo? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I was just looking at like these pages on like the double spread on eight and nine, and like seeing them like try to do as much attack as they can, like your uh, waifu Meliona, and yes. oh fuck yeah, that's right, she's Fuego, in this chapter. Six yeah. for me. Yes. He got I was nice. All the citizens they're protecting him from like the big thing coming down. Yeah, yeah she's spread. teaming up with Salamander's <sighs> user, like Salamander's new host. Fuego Leon. Yeah. Remember the name? Put some respect on the guy, bro. Put some respect on the guy, Oh, did he? Okay, no, no, no. He did say Fuego. He did say Fuego. Comment. Back me up in the chat. (laughs) 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 I just said it softly. My apologies. Speak softly and carry a big salamander. Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, shit. Any panel Mario Leona's on is already just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look at her. She's like, ah! <laughs> She's having such a good time. She, she always has, like, the perfect expression, like, and it's always the same expression, but it's just the one I want to see whenever fucking shit is hitting the fan. She just has a maniacal fucking, yes. like, smile, laugh, Absolutely grin happening. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just like, I love to see that. I'm staring in the face of death and having a great time. Yeah, she's that battle craze, like that person who just enjoys the combat that you just love Mm -hmm. to see in these types of stories, man. Right. Oh, man. Especially for this story, um, I really liked the extra cannons for some reason. I was just like... The cannon panel, that attack fired me up. Yeah, this spread was fire. The the spread on 8 and 9 was so fire. I can like see it happening in like slow motion and you just hear like the shoot 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 you know what I mean like the sound effects for it like are gonna be so good I liked it because like it showed like a lot of physical damage for you know Swiss cheesed them up Swiss cheesed them yeah and then like watching them kind of crumble and get to that point like and then he just kind of quickly reforms you know congeals and yeah. like and the black bull like bulls like they're putting out so much magic they're like we can't keep this structure shape intact right like they're running off fumes and they're just like ah like i liked the crushing of like because you can see like the buildings revert back to like their original parts after being like fortified yeah um so i liked seeing it kind of like the magic kind of crumble and like go back to it and then page 12 it's gonna be okay very much also a sentai style panel yeah. where it's like you know that spiral 
spoke wheel spoke where it has like a little bit of everyone's face yes i, I always love that page in like any mm -hmm. series like whenever you do that that's so fire but i did not remember at like when did asta like when did asta um fucking separate Arrive. himself from everybody like it's cool like it's tight like it was probably always a part of the plan like we're all going to go into the megazord asta you reposition yourself over here you know like for if we fail and then you can load up your you know yami attack or whatever the fuck you're gonna do like i just um, like i just remember being so like hold on i thought asta was with them well, <laughs> i was I mean, like why what is he doing the all the way over here him, but like there's so many sheep and extras and stuff in the cockpit you're like oh yeah and then like you're like wait asta isn't with them yeah asta's so not even like... in the last chapter at all Oh wait, yeah, um, he is. Yeah, he is. He was all getting his shit prepped. No, no, no. He is yeah, here. Yeah. He is here. He's on page six of last chapter when the fucking new, uh, you know, layer of the the second level of the underworld opens up, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he's next to Magna, and they like kind of like react to it or whatever. And then the fucking Cleopath tree fuses with Lucifero. He manifests. Is this big, you know, fucking Burton, you know, Tim Burton esque monster? And then, yeah. uh, and then everyone goes into matter conversion, Castle Black Bull's hideout. Okay, and then, yeah, and then you don't see Asta again. So he it must makes... have just been like, yeah, you guys got this, I'm gonna run over here. He has here. no magic to put into it. He so. has no magic to put it, it makes all the sense in the world. Like, why remember. would we put you, it's, it's like having knocked on the outside, they're like, no, devil users, you go on the yeah. outside, we can't do shit. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> we it, have to do the Black Bull thing. No, 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 no. It, he shouldn't be there. And I'm not yeah. saying that he should have, or that it's like weird that no, he's not no. there, or anything like that. I just like it did tracks. not remember him, it being shown that he separated himself. It makes all the sense in the world that he did. But, like, having it, you know, come to the end of the chapter and have me not think about him, I think is what Tabata was going for. So when I turned into this, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't that right? You know, with him pulling the katana out of the book, I was like, oh, yeah. But I, I just, like, for a second, was like, damn, when did he get katana. over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The hilt on the katana is fire because it's the Black Bulls logo. Oh, shit. Like, I, at first I was like, oh, logo is this. And I was like, oh, that's... That's actually the Black Bulls. Wait, where? Like, I can't even, like, on, make it out. On, on the scabbard. You can make it out so, better on the last Devil's Breath. Yep, last page. When they have it up. Oh. You can see the horns and stuff. Um, sure, hold yeah. on. Yeah. Black 14, 15. Bulls logo. And you can see it on his shoulder right there, too. You don't even gotta mm -hmm. look it up. It's on the same page. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't... Honestly, I'm gonna keep it a stack with y'all. I still don't even see it. But... I, I see it. Personally. Thank you. Like no, I'm sure it's there, but like it for some yeah, reason like it looks like, it looks like kanji to me. True. At first, I, on on the really last double spread, it, it literally looks like Japanese character, like le like language characters to me. Yeah. Like specifically, like, like on the right side of the of the of the scabbard, on the right side of like the fucking guard. The blade. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Like at the like where the blade meets the fucking guard, like to the right it of does that. Look that like is kanji. definitely like says kanji to me. But yeah, um, it does look like that. But then but if you the go, but then if you the go to the, skull. yeah, for sure. No, 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 absolutely. I, I totally see it actually now. I just saw it for sure. But then like, if you go to the page before that, like, I feel like these are entirely different markings and symbols on the, on the guard of this sword. Yeah. Cause if you look does at not like look page the same 13, at all. Yeah. Um, the mouth is pointed along the bottom of the blade. So if you orient yourself mm, that way, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm, where you can mm -hmm. see the skull a little 
faster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. And based on the, his positioning away from, uh, you know, Lucifero's incomplete manifestation um, in the distance, I think he's going to do some, like, EI-type, like, long-distance slash... Like yeah. Yami did. When well, it's already like, out of the sheath, so I don't know if we'll get a if yeah. we'll get a if we'll get he's a EI or a or a Bato G two kind but of. But he's got it, yeah. But I he's definitely like about to hit some kind of like, hmm? yeah, you know, like it's gonna be some kind of vertical or horizontal dimensional anti magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna pull dimensional slash right here. Yeah. yeah, there's no way he could hit the dimensional slash, but he could hit a slash of equal proportion with his anti magic. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It wouldn't be dimensional because you need like you know dark magic, magic or the whatever. Dark magic. That. Who yeah. knows? There could be some fucking dark magic loaded up in this sword. No, definitely not. It's just gonna be anti magic. Because like it's like what would that even like? Dude, can you imagine the timeline if fucking Asta used a dark magic attack out of this sword, like as an anti mage, basically? Like, that'd be insane with no magic power like like it would be cool like it would be super hype i honestly think that i would think that that was cool but i could just totally see twitter being like oh so astic so astic got dark magic now <laughs> uh, you know magic with his other sword but I what mean, is it i think the one that can store magic and like throw it back oh out. yeah and he then throw it back oh there's totally like a basis for that I, then kind I feel of like there's, i was thinking that there was going to be the basis for that because there was that and with like the black bowl being um, the hilt, I was wondering if he would be able to do magic that he's like absorbed or seen or stopped before. Like, not seen. No. Like, oh my god. No. I'm phrasing it poorly. But like, I saw you, you know, use that attack before, Gauche. Here's my sword attack with that yeah, same but power. Yeah, vein where, like, if he's ever, like, anti-magicked in a, a spell, that, like, it's, like, he's close to them and he understands them, and oh, then, like, God. might be able to do something like that. Um, I, I, absorbed is, like, totally the only way that it can go. Yeah. And, like, that's a completely different sword. Like, this is literally yeah. just, like, the katana version of, of like, stuff. you know... The other stuff, maybe, or maybe it has a completely different function. I don't fucking yeah. know. Has he has I mean, he even used this sword for real? Yeah, yeah. He used it when 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 Yami threw it to him, and then he grabbed it, and then he sliced Dante, and that was literally just an anti magic effect, right? Because he was yeah. holding it, so he just had a new weapon that he had that he didn't have before because his other swords got like knocked out of his hand or something mm -hmm. in the fight, and then Yami was like, "Here's my sword. You have the opening. Boom!" And then it was an anti magic slash with the shape of a katana. So I don't think that this yeah. has any specifically new application or 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 any yeah. kind of new effect. I think it's literally I think it's just, just a long distance anti magic slash. He already distance. has that though. He can already send like waves of anti magic out of like one of his other swords. He can already like kind of like send. He can like know, extend that bitch and fucking yeah, make it like, huge. Yeah, like I, I think he's own. I think he's literally just trying to be like this is Yami's sword. I'm gonna load it with some fucking anti magic and cut through this thing or something. Yeah, I, because it's like it's I mean, like this, this is the this yeah. is the the slashing sword. This is his, oh yeah yeah that's right that's right this is the sharp one. The other ones aren't sharp or something. They're like yeah. dull. They're more blunt. Sharp. Yeah, this is the okay. actual slashing blade. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think I remember that. Okay, so fine. <laughs> 
as long as he's not like you know use actually using dark magic like i said like i think that that would be pretty fucking cool to see but i can just totally like i know at least with like no (laughs) yeah with the big heavy one actually i think we may have actually seen him cut something with the extendo version yeah i know with the actual sword itself it is blunt because you remember we saw him hit buddy um from the diamond kingdom the smoke general yeah cracked him in the side of his shit and it didn't didn't cut him it just broke his fucking arm and broke his ribs and shit yeah but then also you're right though because he goes inside he goes into black divider to cut through the demon when the last time exactly oh and he cut through that shit like fucking butter so the anti-magic has different properties than the actual blade itself so he can really probably cut you know with any of the blades through or maybe because uh, the, the yeah, but now that makes me which wonder. Which one is the like first if, one? The big got, wide one. That yeah. one's probably the only one he can imbue with it to that degree. But now I'm wondering, like, if you have Black Divider and you fucking literally sliced through the demon earlier in the arc, like with mm-hmm. with Black Divider, like no difficulty, like literally, like knife hot knife to butter, then it's like, I don't know, like, is this Yami sword going to give you better cutting power than that? Because like that feels weird to me i want to say i don't fucking know maybe it doesn't but it's just like it's like if this maybe is it's like actual... if the reason you're using this yami sword is because it's the slashing slicing i mean know, maybe yeah, the the actual ability of the sword to slash at a base level could you mm. know make it more amplified i wonder if he's going to supplement this using like a devil contract magic like yeah like, like what does this sword even let him do like this has got to just I be like no shout idea. out to yami i'm killing him with your weapon he but does then, look like, like a little yami yeah but then like if that's the case it's like why are you making a decision like that like when you like have a weapon that you are way more proficient in that like gives you you know all the cutting power that you kind of need mm. or that you kind of needed up until this point like you're literally like risking so much just to say shout out to yami <laughs> like there's got to be something i'm missing here there's there's totally got to be something i'm missing here as to why this is the sword he wants to use here like there's got to be a more practical application of this than just like this is for you yami <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be a fusion of like his regular anti-magic and then um Liba is going to use his like contract devil magic to like manipulate the shape of it and then they're gonna do something that is like very similar to what Yami does, and then okay. by doing that, like that's how I feel like that's gonna end up panning out, um, especially after like all the work they've done with like the contract magic and like the the boot camp with Noct yeah. and stuff. So I feel like I really, I really want this to pay out, cause like the Bullzord is fucked. <laughs> yeah, the Bullzord. Yeah. But Liba does look ready for action on my man's shoulder right now. Like, yeah. you look at my little goat, bro. I wonder what he's going to do. But... He's a little guy. He's, he's ready ready to ruin someone's day. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, Lieb's, like whole motivation was, I want the, lar- the greatest of devils to be brought low. I resent them. Yeah. So, like... So what is it just going to be like Lucifero standing like he already like kind of like defeated the Megazord asked to standing here with the slash like what is the next chapter going to be like is there going to be any choreography or is it just going to be like dialogue back and forth until he you know sends the fucking crazy sword slash at him and just cuts him <laughs> and like wins does or like uh like 
kind of like return of Zoro kind of thing where he just uses the blade in such a way with such finesse that he manages like to cut away Yami and vengeance out of the core and then while also dealing enough damage stupid amount of damage he's like he's like i've done damage and cut everything and it's just like swiss cheese everywhere and then it's like little little sphere right here where they leave him alone they're like hey we didn't want to get this okay knocked save them please before he reforms oh jesus you know i feel like it could easily become it could become something like that okay I don't so know. I mean, we couldn't get a new application of the sword here right now on the wiki it's saying like basically what happens is that he coats the sword in anti-magic and it like augments the slashing attacks you know dealing heavier damage that's really the description on it <laughs> uh the, the, the anti-magic makes it sharper it says, it says demon slash katana uh during their fight with dante zogratis Yami Sukahiro lends Asta his katana. Asta's devil arm coats the sword in anti-magic, enabling it to do to deal heavy damage to Dante and to knock him unconscious. Afterward, the sword enters in and is stored in his grimoire. Sure. Okay. So yeah. so yeah, Yami throws in the sword. Like in Yami's hands, this is like not just an amazing. I'm sure this is like an amazingly crafted katana or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get information about the, the crafting of this sword. Or the he broke it earlier in the story, so it's... Sure, okay. So this is just know. Yami's sword that's only really scary like that because Yami is brandishing it with dark magic. Then he gives it to, you know, Asta. The dark magic effect is no longer apparent in it, and now it's just the anti-magic effect. So it's literally just like another extension of matter for the fucking anti-magic to encompass and, you know, be a medium for, right? So it's like, that just goes back to my question of like, why use this sword right now? It's like, you're literally fighting a giant thing that your team has created a Megazord to box. And it's like, you literally have a way bigger sword with adequate enough cutting power from what we've seen already. It's like, why not just, like, use Black Divider here? You just want to shout out Yami? That feels so weird to me. Like, there's got to be... But, like, also, like, what else would you add to this that doesn't... That, like, actually makes sense as far as, like, an application of... Yeah. You know, of, of power inside of, you know, a character like Asta. Like, all he can do is just give this thing anti-magic. So it's literally just a sword with anti-magic to him. And yeah. it's just like, That's why are you relying like on this right now? I going to do something like give yeah. him wings or something. I don't know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, kind of weird thing that I was, like, looking at. This is really the only thing I have left. Yeah. Um, but design-wise, if you look at, like, page 11, and you see, like, Lucifero fused with, like, the Klopoth tree and stuff, doesn't it kind of remind you of, um... He was in One Piece. He was like the Thunder Logia guy. Enel. Yeah, Enel. Enaru, and he or whatever. And he was the one with like observation hockey and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like the then. drums, yeah. like like the, the the three big drums, like, floating yeah. behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I like it drums. gave me, it yeah it gave me those kind of vibes where it's like hmm. Oh like, okay, I see what you're talking about like, now. Like on the top like of the, eleven. The, the, the plants, like the cluster tree, gnarled branches, kind of remind me of like those taiko drums sure. floating behind. You see them in a lot of like Japanese character design. Yeah. So I was like, ah, that's kind of interesting. But other than that, 
I think I've covered pretty much everything that I can possibly cover in this chapter. Yeah, that's all I had for Black Clover 2 for the final review. Yeah, I think that's about all I had as well. So, cheers, Black Clover. Shout out, cheers, Black, Black Clover. Clover. A lot of ups shout and downs. In the, shout out, Tabata. In the history of our coverage, this, at least for me, has been something that has been such a roller coaster of appreciation and disappointment. So, like, as from a from an from an analyst like point of view, I feel like we got like so many different kinds of conversations, positive and negative whatever like that's like what the meat and potatoes of this fucking show is like about is like interpreting things in our own way having conversations about them you know changing our minds when new information is kind of submitted like either mm -hmm. in comment section form or in conversation form you know what i mean like we've had a lot of really badass conversations about black clover over the years despite like where it's kind of gone in the last couple of months to a year of it, of the reviews here but like at the end of the mm -hmm. day like tabata is a very hard-working mangaka you can tell he fucking loves this shit you know what i mean like he really lives for this shit he really believes in his story and he really tries his best on it and Puts in the I, miles for sure. I respect the fuck out of that despite like all of the issues that i seem to have with it like black clover i've been here since chapter one we've been here since chapter one you know what i mean so we got a lot of love for this series yeah well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into chapter 335 of Mbuku no Hero Academia, My Hero Academia, chapter 335, Zygotes. Fuck yeah. And we get this nice cover of uh, All Might holding the, the egg, the zygote egg, you know, hatching, mm -hmm. nurturing and hatching his eggs of, of the future heroes, you know what Big I'm symbolism. Yeah. Symbolism in that bitch. Mm -hmm. Delicate. This chapter was yes. good because it showed, like, just kind of jumping ahead a little bit, it, like, shows the um, kind of, like, evil lair hideout, you know, perspective of the villains. I feel like we haven't really gotten this perspective in a while, you know yeah. what I mean, as far like, we've, we've, we've mm -hmm. spent so much time, you know, with just the ominous nature of All for One and his faction, the mystery and the uncertainty related to, like, what they're cooking up and what they're planning in the background. Obviously, that gives us a lot of really cool payoffs inside of, like, the kind of um crazy things that end up happening that always ended up being according to all for one's plan i feel like a lot of that potency in the storytelling comes from just how mysterious his planning has kind of been you know what i mean you always like the, the heroes will hit him with a strategy and then they'll kind of win but kind of fail and then you'll get the smirk panel of all for one like i anticipated this you know what i mean but like eventually you have to show their side you know of the the battle lines and see like what they're talking about behind the scenes eventually so this is right on time for my hero in my opinion we've gotten enough of you know all for one you know what i mean like we've gotten enough of that kind of uh you know expectation subversion now especially coming out of the star and stripe fight where that kind of veil had been shattered you know what mm -hmm. i mean like you finally see all for one like kind of irritated with the way something went down things happened outside of his expectations it's you, you know you you see the, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain now kind of a little bit, so you should show what the lair looks like and see how they kind of process the L that they just took. So this was right on time in Hero for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Oh, man. And I love just the, <clears throat> like, you know, before a huge conflict like this, to get, like, this layout of the forces and kind of who's on whose side. And just the, the the paneling through this that we get of like Shigaraki, all for one, boom, Dobby, mm, Toga, and the yeah. Nomus and shit, like 
as All Might's kind of telling the students about how it's going to go down, what they need to do, and even like the the heroes that we get, kind of like the remnants of who's left on our side. Yep. This like portion of the chapter from like page two through five, six, really, oh, oh all the way into page ten. Yep. And um, and obviously the students are like really holding their ground and saying like you look we got this we're gonna put this on our shoulders and we're gonna do the best we can you don't even gotta tell us you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. and obviously the symbolism we get on the chapter our cover mm-hmm. kind of takes Bloom here as he's watching the students getting hyped up yeah you could feel the growth bro like Ojiro just throwing the jacket on like oh okay so this is what we gotta do if we need to take these guys down and Mineta you know like casually like fucking with his balls like what y'all talking about alright we getting ready to run up on these people you know what I mean and everybody just seems so calm and like so you know just ready for action whereas like previous scenes similar to this earlier in their development would show a lot more anxiety a lot more worry a lot more like mm-hmm. you know confusion whereas now it's going into like you know the, the the bigger scale conflict you know than what we've seen in the series so far and everyone's just like so ready to get after it you know what i mean and it's just like yeah this obvious growth in the visual you know storytelling of it as well as the dialogue yeah, and the, the inner monologue that we get from All Might here was, like, super, like, heavy and weighty for me because he's just sitting back there thinking, like, man, these guys have really matured. Like, they've really come into their own. They're more than I expected them to be at this point, like, by far, leaps and bounds. And that, like, the inner monologue, like I said, that he has to himself, he's like, um, the zygotes that I met that day have long since hatched. Um... They refused to succumb to the raging storm, and now they spread their wings to reassure me. All for one, I'll say it again, you made a foolish move. Because Class 1A is a mighty force to behold. Know that, all for one. Like but that. he don't. He don't. He He'll don't get it. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, that was just so powerful to me. Beautiful. And like, it's probably poetry. a huge moment for him as well, because he spent all these years like, shouldering everything and like saying like mm-hmm. i'm the one who has to be the sim- this symbol of peace mm-hmm. and now he's struggling with like that dichotomy of being so weak in his current form yeah not being able to shoulder that burden anymore and having to pass that off to other people not really yeah trusting them you know necessarily and he also with that, struggles with like burden. as a he also struggles like as a mentor to these children because he's he's stated multiple times throughout the series that he's not really good at teaching people how to do the things that he's good at you know what I mean? Like, he can provide his experience. He can provide, you know, anecdotal, you know, references, you know, to whatever situations yeah. that they're in while they're training. But, like, he's not an actually, like, academically he's adept, not you know. good at fostering that. Yeah, you know, and on top of that, he had huge secrets that he was keeping for half the fucking series. So he mm-hmm. was juggling yeah. the fact that he couldn't tell them everything with the fact that he's not really good at telling them things in the first place. And it just created, like, you know, such a beautiful character that we have inside of Toshinori yeah. now. I feel like he's one of the most, um, you know, vivid, you know, yeah. you know, characters in, uh, as far as writing goes. Like, like low-key, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, there are some other characters that come more to mind. But the subtle, you know, development and growth of, of All Might's character in the background has just been, like, really beautiful to notice throughout yeah. the series. Oh man, so 
there was a moment where, like, in the series when he was still, like, the buff All Might teacher, mm-hmm. he had a book in the back of his pocket and Aizawa spied it and it said, like, teaching for dummies. Yeah, I think I'd remember that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was just like, ah. And, like, also, like, you're right. Like, he was holding a lot of secrets into himself. And I feel like Toshinori Yagi was kind of that classic eponymous secret identity having, like, Western-style hero like spider-man a lot of the early spider-man stuff you know a lot of his anguish was the fact that he couldn't confide into anybody else like and like share any part of his life and that caused his personal relationships to deteriorate right like and that worked with toshinari yagi too because he didn't have relationships outside of being all might and even then he was very aloof mm-hmm. and like oh i'll make a joke i'll make him laugh and then i'm gonna bounce like yeah you know he did he wasn't really close to people even like night eye right like he distanced himself from the people that could have helped him so i like that um and like it makes sense because like it contrasts very well to like afo's you know comment to dobby where it's just like you know what i have that you lack are friends to spare that shit's fucking Mm. wild i loved the progression of the conversation like let's talk about that for a second but i just want to go from like yeah from from page 11 to the final page on 15 it's just like so and 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 i've read the chapter a couple times now and just like the Mm -hmm. progression of it just feels so natural like leading into the reveal on the last page like it doesn't feel like a okay we've had the conversation at hand that we're going to and also we have a traitor that works for us you know what i mean it was very well led into from a writing Mm -hmm. perspective because it ties into the conversation that he's directly having with dobby as he's entering kind of like you know a rebellious um state of of character in this in this chapter so like it was just cool you know what i mean the way that it played out i thought like you said earlier it was really cool seeing this scene with the villains and seeing like kind of this side of all for one that we haven't seen before and i thought a cool dichotomy within that point is that we're like not only seeing the calm collected all might in a light that we've never seen him before or not all might but all for one in Mm -hmm. a light that we've never seen him before um but we're also really getting a look into his real feelings about the situation through Shigaraki because he's saying like he like our minds are melding at this point and like these emotions are my emotions. This is my rage. I'm sharing this rage. Yeah. So we're getting a look into like I don't know like it's a very good point you're bringing up if, here because if Shigaraki were not here like kind of being, being this the representation for him, yeah yeah would he be like turning up a little more i yeah. kind of like would he be calm maybe, yeah he'd still be as calm as the faceless yeah. one of them is yeah or would he be kind of like pissed like you know shigaraki is that's a oh real, that's man a is, is this yeah. the separation of like ego and id like a form of like jekyll and hyde because they're fusing their minds Ooh. they represent two different outlets for one of the things Whereas, mm-hmm. like, AFO is more of the rational, logical, left-brain self, whereas Shigaraki is more of, like, the right-brain emotional Yeah, outlet. wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Incredible. I'm, I, I just I had to, like, kind of rephrase that because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But also, like, yeah. AFO is chilling in the fact that, like, they're sharing that rage, and he still has, like, the wherewithal to fucking baby Shigaraki. It's like, they're there oh, for the best, <laughs> you know? But we've cleaned it away. It was faster, most of So let that light in your heart. No sense in dwelling on a single failed plot. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, like, 
Honestly, you know, the, 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 con the conversation that we're having right now, just like the emotional intelligence that that all for one possesses, it just adds to how formidable of an enemy this is. Yeah. Or, yes. Or the protagonist. The dialogue here. Yeah, like so this is crazy. Wild. Like, they're, like they're, he has every reason in the world to be like wildly upset. And he is because we know that through Shigaraki. But the fact that like this is a shared vestigial kind of link that they have with each other like even if shigaraki is the representative for his rage and 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 all of these other negative emotions like he all for one is still feeling that while balancing you know rationality and you know mm -hmm. calmness for the sake of the situation for the sake of saving face in front of you know his subordinates so that he can keep morale instruct and like maintain that regal imposing you know kind of outward exterior Stance, presence yeah. yeah you know what i mean like it's just wild that he's like this complete of a villain and character inside of my hero academia despite the fact that he's gotten like drastically less screen time than like yeah. pretty much everyone else <laughs> you know what he's, i mean he's so extremely well-rounded villain yeah um uh i know we talked about how why he's my favorite mm -hmm. in the 3k stream um mm -hmm. but like I always think about All for One in that um, he has, like, I think he's, like, a form of sociopath because, like, in that moment where he's, like, hmm, our minds are fusing. I can sense that much. That violent rage. Yes, I share Tamura's hatred right now. And it's almost as if he's, like, hmm, what's this feeling? I'm not used to feelings. Oh, sure. Ah, yes, I understand now. I understand. That makes it even more impressive than if that's the case because now these are new emotions that he's not used to and he's still able to keep as level of a head as he needs to in this situation to communicate everything yeah. he needs to to everybody else in the room while not I feel you like know, he has like a very muted sense of emotions yeah. because he definitely seems pleased and self-satisfied with a lot of things. And then he likes to, like, poke at people to see their reactions, to see emotions. So, like, I feel like that's a big thing. But, like, his emotional intelligence is drastic, even for a sociopathic character. Like, that's right. To, to understand another person like that. And the thing is, like, we know that, like, he's able to share his powers and stuff and have that vestigial thing. So, for how long has he been kind of, like, observing people's motions vicariously through his own quirk? Wow, dog. Holy you shit. Know, like, it makes me think, because he's lasted forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's an old boy. Old boy, old boy. You know? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. there's that thing. Um, I always and... forget that he's old as shit. Yeah. That's like the, the easiest thing for me to forget about All for One's character. And that play, that has so much to do with everything we're talking about right now. How calm like he is. We've seen it all before. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't even know what kind of jaded I would be if I lived for like 200 years. You Straight know? up. Like, you, you know, that's a really good point. And like how many, you know, stories have we read about in fiction with characters that are immortal that like go through this exact same area of their character arc? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. especially in something like UQ Holder where the superpower like Chakra or Nen is immortality in that series. You know what I mean? You get a lot of introspective kind of um you know looks at how immortal people kind of like deal with how long they've lived in the story yeah. you know and they all kind of always kind of come to you know uh they converge into a you know a similar point in their character writing where they are kind of jaded they are kind of numb to things that seem normal you know and reflexive to 
people like us that only live like 80 to 100 years max you know what i mean so it's really cool to think about i always forget he's old as shit man mm-hmm. i mean it just speaks to like how he's had a long time to develop that kind of emotional nuance and sophistication yeah. mm-hmm. um and like oh man i kind of want to skip I, I like the base it's in the mountains and stuff, and it kind of touches on what happened at the tail end of the Star and Stripes arc, where uh, those like those bad guys that like Shigaraki all for one just messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, they are talking like, "Oh man, all these other prison breakers, they're idiots. If you are a smart guy, you avoid the cities. You're not going to be found. Go out to the boonies where no one's going to be around. And where is all for one in the boonies? Like, yeah, <laughs> wow. He's you know he's pulling a Bin Laden. You know, holed up in a cave system, got some supplies, lots of crates. Yeah. And that explains where like Dobby's been just chilling, like maintain making sure that like nobody's found it. Yeah, it's like how have there not been any sightings? And it's like well they're underground. So. <laughs> so I do Super like that a lot. Yeah, um, can I just like point at like a little bit of the art here yes. that I quite like? Absolutely. Um, on two and three, I think that like they have the moment where like they have Rock Lock and the Wild Pussycats, Gang Orca, Fat Gum, Mister Wash, um, yep. Ed Shot, Mount Lady, like uh, what was it Golden Kamui Kamui. Woods, and <laughs> yeah. then uh, oh one of my, my God, favorites. I said Golden Kamui. Kamui yeah. Wood. <laughs> yeah. And then Just my favorite of like the background <laughs> characters besides Gang Orca is Manuel, the guy with the yep. fin. Yeah, man. He's just this dude with water powers. He's just this random dude. He's like, why do you call him Manuel? He's like, oh no, I feel like everyone should have like a hero that's like just kind of average and like I'm doing my thing. And I like that like a dude who's just like, I want to set a good example for an everyday kind of hero yeah. is still grinding that out after all the backlash yeah. against hero society. So yeah, I, I, yeah. it was really satisfying to see. Like, that is cool like, to see Manuel there. Of, He's like, not like wildly popular. You know what I mean? Like he is like that guy. He is very important. He was, uh, the one that kept, he's you like know, a neighborhood. Well, guy. he 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 played like a big role in the paranormal liberation war, bro. Like, wasn't he the one that was keeping Aizawa's eyes moistened? Yep. Yeah, like that yeah, dude. That dude did. is a war hero of heroes. Like, you're literally like, this is One Punch Man. You'd be like C class. You'd be like licenseless rider tier. Yeah, yeah, you know he what I mean? Like Gigantomachia. Yeah, Moomin so, yeah, licenseless Moomin Rider had ass, you know what I mean? So it's like that's really mm-hmm. cool to see him here. But like Kohei's really good at that. And and I've talked about this before, you know, we've talked about this before inside of these reviews, especially like at the end of the Liberation War, when it showed the list of everybody that had passed away during the conflict. And and people on, you know, the internet are like, Who are these people? Like, who are these characters? Like, why do I care that they died? And it's like, you know, maybe it's not all about whether you care that they died or not, because like we've seen enough of societal reaction to everything that happens inside of My Hero Academia, positive or negative, that I feel like the society and the public are a character, you know, in in yeah. in, in, in in My Hero Academia. So it's like fucking Exless was somebody's favorite hero. You know what I mean? Crust was yeah. somebody's fucking favorite hero, whether or not you cared about the character at the time of their death doesn't mean that the world around the protagonist wasn't like drastically affected by their passing in ways that like we could very easily see it affecting the main cast you know what i mean like that went directly into you know the 
reaction that society had after the war, the characters that died, the characters that stepped down thereafter because of the death of their colleagues, like that shit permeates like deeper than your immediate reaction to the information. So it's like, I don't know. That was kind of long winded, but like, man, seeing Manuel here picking up what you're putting down, is yeah. fucking yeah, cool, man. Good. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of how you feel about him thing. as a character and whether or not he like fits in this montage on this panel on three like the motherfucker is still here you know after everything that happened like that's a really like warming feeling you know what i mean after yeah. everything number nine seen. kabuto dropped out you know yeah straight Even, up like death yeah. gorilla like yeah. death arms death fucking gorilla. left and he was death a arms. g like he was he was like not corrupted he was there on the front line like handling like outer perimeter he was ready like villains when the paranormal liberation like, war was happening hate, yeah he was always there the like, yeah it's not just a bunch of heroes you never heard of before hanging up their fucking shit because like whatever like no actual heroes that have been here since the beginning of the series that you always remember in the back of your head like yeah. are still are stepping down even though you know they're legitimate heroes you know what i mean like that's crazy mm-hmm um I really wanted to touch on four and five because I love yeah. the little close-ups on things. Uh, Dobby's face just went, <laughs> just the kind <laughs> yeah. of troll-ass face. He's yeah, like, like yeah, almost Bakugo. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa, what? Because no, he's giving he's giving you that look like he just like you're in an elevator with a guy and he just farts <laughs> and he just turns around. And he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like he's that guy i'm smacking the shit out of him. yeah i was about to say i'm about to body slam that motherfucker for that exactly if but i like, turn around if I, smell, if I smell shit in an elevator <laughs> and i turn around and some dude is looking at me like this it's the minkening it's Yo. fights it's fights mink, mink. run me my 30 <laughs> Dude, no, seriously, but I love that face because he's so awful, and that's just a nice, disgusting, trolly face. Yeah. Um, but I also see, like, I'm on Twitter, so I see a lot of, like, pretty boy Dobby fan art, and I'm like, yeah. no, he's kind of repugnant, like, yeah. as a person. Stop making him hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, he has, I mean, like, he did, like, man, Kohei's pen can just, like, easily, like, show someone in such an attractive light or such a horrific light at any moment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, he's so versatile in that way with his art like there are so many panels where we've seen dobby despite his disfiguration and despite his like you know whatever fucking like he'd be looking cool as shit sometimes you know what i'm saying like no he's the babe of the burn war yeah sometimes. yeah dead ass <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like he's yeah so but i like i like this where he's allows. a little more gruesome yeah. you know yeah. I, I i appreciate that in his character yeah um, he can look super gruesome at times and it totally makes sense too on top of that yeah oh man Oh man, like uh, and like, I really liked looking at the, like the the near eye the the near high end dudes because like I liked the one with all the spikes up the front and yeah. it looks like the Nomu version of like best genius. Yeah. yeah, there's like there's like the one with like the Maruko kind of antlers oh. and like and then I liked the one with like the large like teeth as like kind of like a gorget like a piece of armor yeah. and it reminded me of crust to be honest oh really i can't see crust yet i don't or, know or 13 Ooh, okay i oh, see yeah, i see 13 a little bit easier I see 13 yeah a little better yeah but like i thought crust had i remember one of the heroes had like this kind of like cowl gorget kind of looking thing and that's Maybe what it's do, bringing yeah. back i think i'm getting the name wrong and i'm just sure. using crust because that's what i remember yeah 
Um, I can't. I, I'm honestly, I'm going to be useless here right now. I can't remember. Any, <laughs> I can't remember any character like that off the top of my no, head. No, it's all right. But dude, then, the Mirko, the Mirko yeah. and the best genus shit is like spot yeah. on, bro. It's so good. They're goofy yeah. looking. I love them. I love the Nomus. They're like one of my favorite types of bad guys in this yeah. series. Yeah. Even though I'm a slut for like political social commentary series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then other than the art like this, I think that the Remnants of the Liberation Front, the kind of like uh, dollar store version of Cementos in the background just looking like <laughs> yeah, yo. I sniff glue. You know, <laughs> he's just like, bro, dude. He doesn't look good. He doesn't look healthy. Why he may, may like or may not. He might be having a show right now. He's, oh his name God. is Cement Toast. His power is a stroke. <laughs> yo. He said, I sniff glue. <laughs> dude, he no, looks but... goofy. I don't know why that's sending me right now. So, like, like if he becomes let's... serious and terrifying, I'm going to eat my hat. I don't yeah. know, but, like, he doesn't yeah. look tough. That's just, it's no. like the Doodle Bob version of, of <laughs> yeah. Cement House. Okay, I'm sorry, Eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying, you know... Let's like talk about Hagakure. About, yes, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about the ending of this chapter. Yeah, the biggest yeah. thing. I feel like there's mm -hmm. a lot to unpack. I want to save that for last. Yeah, that's where we're at here. Okay, so mm -hmm. the, I just feel like there's a lot to unpack with this. Like, there okay, is. So first off, like, the theories are true. Yeah. There was a lot of speculation and theories over the years that Hagakure was the traitor based on her ability. Yeah. Uh, Kiko in the past on the show had speculated that it could be Koda based on his ability to, like, yeah. send a little fly in there and have the fly communicate to him what was going on in the room. Wait, how would the fly do that? He'd have to send, like, an army of ants to spell out a specific message, like, on the floor. Because he can't make the bugs talk to Shigaraki or all for one. No, but Koda can use them to scout. He can then... use telepathy to hear what the bug is. He can Aquaman them. Oh, and then, he, and then Koda himself would go meet up with them. Yeah. And say, that, right. Let's see, like, and yeah, then... yeah, okay, that's totally but... fine, yeah, yeah. It's Hagakure confirmed, and yeah. so, like, this just, for me, like, what relation does she have to All for One, obviously? Like, is, is it a daughter situation, possibly, or is it just another kind of, like, lackey, oh, henchman? Um, well, it's all I about, mean, like, what leverage. over the years. Yeah. It's all about, it's about, possibly. yeah, it's, it's going to be a leverage thing. It's, like, there's going to be some, because we have, like, so little development for Hagakure as a character... Like, we're about to start getting all of that justification for this betrayal, like, in the next couple of chapters, or at least yes. the next chapter immediately. I'm legitimately so, very interested in the reason. Yeah, it's definitely going to be some kind of, you know, something that you would expect, but written, you know, really deep and, and nuanced like Kohei usually does. Like, it's probably going to be something along the lines of, um, you know something related to her living situation like either inside of her immediate family well no because Ch ochako is the one that's broke right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like well, it can't be I like mean... a money motivation of any kind it has to be some kind of like moral or vengeance or not vengeance related but like some kind of emotional it you know, has situation. to be something emotional yeah. because we have things where like he goes to the guy who feels um you know uh 
wronged for being a heteromorphic and he gets hate crimed and stuff and so he takes away that quirk right and then he goes to gives the quirk to a guy who feels powerless and weak so he swaps their quirks right so what if hagkure um her original quirk isn't invisibility like i imagine I that what if so i think that like if it were me right i don't know if this is gonna be a thing but like this is what my brain came up with um her face gets disfigured. And so she, and she wants doesn't want to see herself anymore. Or like, but that would mean that she like, would have to have been in contact with all for one since the very beginning of the series, because we met her in like episode one or two or some shit like that, or like chapter one. I or mean, two. the high school kids. So I mean, like, he, all for one's been around for a long time. And that's and that's that's fine. I'm just saying, like that that would have to have been a thing since before the series started, which is going to be like really crazy information to get. But it also works like on the flip. You know what I mean? Like, what if she is tired of the invisibility quirk because? you know, she isn't seen, she doesn't feel like a real person, whatever kind of introspective writing that we're going to get oh, for her character. And she's yeah. like, all for one can take me out of this situation if I help him and give me a different quirk so that I can be seen and still have superpowers in a different Be the capacity. hero I was supposed to be. Yeah, or something like that. You know, like that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be really good because those are both really solid answers. I just feel like it's like, you know, what if a person's like hates their appearance to the point that they're like, I don't want to see myself anymore. Yeah. He's like, bet. Yeah. But you're going to have to pay me back or I'm going to make you visible again. Something and like that. And then that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's enough leverage for someone like that that's like, yeah, no. Um, and then she's a great spy it's it works really well like apparently there's a lot of foreshadowing set up for this because a lot of people yeah like this is a very polarizing chapter inside of the community honestly like oh, this is one of yeah. the more this is one of the more um polarizing you know reactions that i've seen to a chapter of my hero academia in a in a, in a, in a while you know what i mean so as yeah. far as like the reveal goes I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are overreacting about it. I feel like a lot of people have their ideas of what exactly was happening here. Some people, you know, kind of resigned to the idea that Kohei had forgotten about this plot point or wasn't ever going to actually do anything with it. I think that that's always been like a ridiculous stance on it. Like just because you're ready to see it and it hasn't happened yet and you think that it's like beyond the amount of time that it should take to reveal this kind of thing doesn't mean the fucking author forgot about a drastic plot yeah, point I from mean, 150 fucking chapters ago. So, like, I never agreed with that. Yeah. But, like, inside of, like, the actual reveal being underwhelming to some people, I think that that's honestly just, like, you wanted it to be someone else. It wasn't the person that you yeah. swore it was, and you're upset about that, so you're saying it's buns. Like, <laughs> get the fuck over yourself if that's the case. Like, that's mad yeah. pretentious, bro like grow the fuck up but like either way like if there's if there's foreshadowing and set up for it awesome that helps it otherwise just the fact that her quirk is so perfect for this is enough you know what i mean like it we haven't gotten sense. any fucking writing for her she's been super low-key in the background waiting for this kind of you know moment in the plot like so just let's just see what the fuck kohei has to say about mm -hmm. it you know what i mean i um, feel like my mind is going a lot of places with this like i'm i'm even thinking like as far as we know, on record, her quirk is invisibility or whatever. But we've gotten like abilities from her that kind of point to different shit. Like she has abilities that utilize like light refraction, yeah, specific light refraction, things that point more towards like prisms and glass and shit like that. And like just with this art, the way it's like, the way it's shown, he's like, I have friends to spare or whatever. 
there's like a light in the distance and then it shows his eye kind of zooming in on the school and then into Hagakure. And I'm thinking like, what if her quirk is a totally fucking different thing than we ever could have like imagined or was, you know, led on by her. And it has to like, what if her quirk is like, instead of invisibility, it's like prism or like looking glass and she can fucking bestow. Project. But either. So, Psionically transfer her memories and thoughts to another person. You can go two routes with it. You can either go the route Mello was going where uh, all for one bestowed what upon her what she thought was an invisibility quirk but is actually a looking glass type of ability that like makes somebody a glass fucking thing that he can look through when he chooses or her ability is completely different than we ever thought which is what I kind of like more and she can bestow upon somebody the ability to look through her looking glass and like see what she's seeing, hear what she's, you know, what's around her. Yeah. And she's actually a type of glass prism instead of just an invisible person. Sure. That requires like I, so many assumptions though about like things that haven't been like, explained I, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, I'm not saying, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, like that's totally an, an idea. Absolutely. But there's just like, it's like, man. That would require almost as insane of an explanation as fucking New Order. Which is like... Like, this is this yeah. is just so unlike any quirk that we've seen before, based on hmm. the explanation that you just kind of gave. I'm not saying that I it's think, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more like when he's looking, th- doing, and like it has that like horizon yard stare. Yeah. Um, it's more like it's the vestigial part of all for one's connection to her that he's like looking to her right like he's focusing his attention to that remnant that thread to uh to his spy who has this light bending ability that allows her to be invisible i mean he did have this kind of vision in the war we saw that's why he was able to track deku is because he can see kind of like quirks as little dots you know and then Deku was the, the brightest. Search, the and this one is kind of shining. Oh, it might still be Search. Just, just as bright. Oh, it could be Search. I think it's, yeah. But then I, why I, is he not seeing other lights? That's what She's I'm saying. I think it's just a cinematic effect to show, like, the distance that's being traveled to yeah. reveal the traitor. You know what I mean? Like, we're covering, yeah. you know, like, we're all the way over here. And just, like, I can already see the anime scene of this narration over you know the panning of the camera closer and closer to ua until it eventually shows hagakure you know what i mean mm. so like i don't i wasn't really necessarily seeing it as something that was ability related at first you know what i mean i thought it was i thought of it just entirely as like a cinematic you know effect in the composition cinematically the with the way it's shown can't yeah. you see the camera yeah zooming in through his eye yeah. That's almost the way it's shown. Yeah, for like sure. Like, it's going through his eye into the... Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. it, it totally... What you're saying totally is... Like, it to- I, can, I can see the vision, fam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, like... I'm just wondering, like, what that would require in the storytelling to kind of, like, you know, build off of or, or continue from this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A so, lot, but it would be a huge yeah. reveal. It would I be a like drastic Kohei reveal. could present it and explain it Absolutely. in a way that would make it make sense. You know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh, man. I... Because, like, 
you were talking about there was foreshadowing like um, someone like that's what people were saying i don't know any of it off the top of my head but like people yeah. were saying like oh i was right here's all the evidence i saw threads on the timeline that i didn't like read mm-hmm. or whatever but i was like oh okay cool cool i like took like mental note of it or whatever i skimmed through a few of them and there was the moment where um shigaraki runs into deku in that busy marketplace and puts his hand on his neck and he's like hey we're gonna have a talk scene. yeah i remember that scene um it was Hagakure's idea to go shopping before the big camping trip. Oh, shit. Yeah, shit like that, dude. Yeah. And, 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 and so I saw that. That reminds me of, like, people saying that Aoyama's involved, too, to some degree. And that, like, there was foreshadowing inside of, like, his at least knowledge of who the traitor was, to some degree, I think, is what the Aoyama stuff was based on. But um, there might be some Aoyama involvement, basically, Ooh. is what the theories are saying right now that I've noticed. So... It might be interesting because he says he has Get friends to spare. What if there's more than one traitor? Yeah, th- yeah. There's definitely that line of dialogue too there, and I don't remember exactly guy, what the um, I don't remember exactly what like the fan <clears throat> scan said. I wish I I wish I had like the fan scan up just to compare that. I think I can look it up even. But like yeah, the plural friends is is a is a big deal because too. that would be really interesting if it was uh, Aoyama and Hagakure because they both have quirks that are not truly beneficial to them sure that yeah they do have pretty yeah. intense caveats to their abilities more so than like most other people mm-hmm. like denki I mean, denki has a pretty drastic setback too but like mm-hmm. outside of like denki aoyama and hagakure and like even mineta since he like takes physical damage when he uses like 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 bleedy too much yeah. yeah like bleedy like ouchy damage you know what i when mean he like his roots yeah but like outside of that like everyone seems to just be able to spam their shit for the mm-hmm. most part at this point so yeah yeah and harbor, like, like resentment yeah man I or like, like i don't know because like at the same time it would be interesting if like aoyama has like i had a suspicion on you but i could never prove it you know, yeah. so I could definitely see that thing, and maybe Aoyama comes to save the day when Hagakure has a floating knife, buck naked. You know. Yeah. Yeah. See, in the see fan scan, I just pulled it up. In the fan scan, the final page says, "I have a lot of friends." Yeah. So, like, no matter which way you slice it, like there is that possibility that he's talking about more than one person. But it could yeah. also, just for the sake of like semantically in the conversation, like it could still just be one person. You know what I mean? Because right. like friends Dobby could be friend, yeah, friends could be you guys plus this person and still be plural. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, so like it definitely doesn't have to be more than one, but like that uncertainty there is like what has people talking. I'm pretty sure, which is really cool, really well done oh, by yeah. Kohei in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it for me though. Yeah, I think that's about all I have for Hero as well. Yeah, I'm good too. Great chapter. Incredible all chapter. All right. Well. With that, I think we can go ahead and move into the final chapter of the night, the Peace de l'Existence, chapter 1033 of One Piece. Big chapter, Koza Budo. Flames. Big Zoro hours. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Motherfuckers think I hate Zoro, but I love my. <laughs> Let's go, Big Zoro! Fucking hours this chapter, but let's let's get this. Uh, I love cover. it. Yeah, I love that it's Tashigi on the cover, bro. Yes, like, and that's Smoker. Like yeah, so that's so relevant right I now. I don't care about Smoker, but 
<laughs> Whoa, dude, I love Smoker. They're, 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 they're a team. Smoker's all right. He's washed. He is washed as fuck, but. Didn't even learn cut, uh, armament hockey until he was like fucking 30 or something. Bro, Thought he was hey. shit yeah, on Globe Town and yeah. something got pulled up on by a fucking real motherfucker. And was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty Dragon, sad. Dragon Sun. That's the lesson. Don't join the military if you want to learn something cool. <laughs> I hate, I don't know, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but people are like, oh, Smoker's going to be Luffy's garb. I'm like, Smoker's fucking washed. Get out of here. It's past that years, Luffy. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, he's crazy. Oh, he smiled in the face of death. No. Nah, I, be I bet you garb, you know. I bet you Garp kind of looked at, you know, Roger with the same, you know, or a similar level of admiration or, or adoration. I would say the level of admiration that, like, Kobe has for Luffy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kobe definitely. It's going to be Kobe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. I just still love Smoker, even though he kind of, his character kind of got hoed and shafted and, and kind of, like, put mm -hmm. in the background after, like, so much setup. Like, whatever. You never know what Oda has in store for him. He, motherfuckers he, when, motherfuckers going to respect Kobe when he pull up on panel with Boa over the shoulder, you know what I'm saying? Not collected. over the shoulder. No, no. Collected him. No. Collected him. No. Oh, I'm going to get Absolutely not. If anything, but, hey, he'll pull up with her after a conversation because they both like Luffy and they're like, you know, side by side in some kind of way, even though that would kind of jeopardize Kobe's situation. You never fucking know, but he's definitely not pulling up with her collected. Absolutely. No, get the fuck yeah, Get the fuck out of here. No. no. Fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Yo, he fucking dealt with Law in the Rocky Port incident. Don't sleep on my Law's man. not Boa. You're out of I'm your saying? goddamn mind. Law? No. We're not doing this right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know, man. A lot of people praise Law's ability to. Dude, Law's really cold. Law's really regard strong. him as somebody that is like very, very hard, near impossible to beat. So. Yeah, he's super strong, man, and he's a great character. And I love Law. <laughs> like I don't know. I just want to believe Bo is just like on a level above Law for some reason. Bo, it I mean, feels, it just feels better to me. In the chapter where they were going going after him, like it was it was highly hinted at, like. We're not to be slept on. Like all the warlords were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking go. I still yeah. go back to that Mihawk. Like I think back to that Mihawk panel where he's like, mm -hmm. yeah. it's been a while since I've been the one who has hunted. <laughs> yeah, Boa Boa <laughs> had the hardest dialogue. She was like, time to show them why they hired us in the first place or something like that. Like that was so yeah, like, cool. She was, she was like, they, she she did say like, oh, they forget the reason why they hired us in the first place. He was yeah. like. They forgot the reason like she was like we're pirates you know what i'm saying yeah she's like we're, we're strong as fuck you're like y'all forgot like why you gave us pardons basically or something like it collected was her <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the job yeah, yeah, yeah. after yeah. 1033 no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we start off chat <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny as fuck i don't know man so what do y'all lead us into the chapter man? okay sure know. all right so we back it's a zoro chapter outside yeah. the dome zoro versus king enma's going crazy sucking the hockey out of my mans yeah and yeah and big that's suck. what he's kind of dealing with here got the big suck but he said you want to know what we're still fighting king pulled up and then just stopped didn't attack just came into zoro's range and was like hit me and then Zoro was like, you serious, bro? Shink tries to stab him. And then, you know, he kind of blows up and sets him on fire. So King has Jack More Lunarian shit. Yeah. Which, to me, is interesting. Because, like, I feel like his ability to survive everything 
seems to be conditional. Like the Lunarians, like if they're a species that were so resilient to any kind of environment, there has to be a weakness that was exploited when they were being taken out, right? Correct. Because like, not just any old whoever is going to be able to take out a Lunarian if this is their like passive, you know, um, yeah. species trait, you know, or race yeah. trait. Yeah. So I wonder, does he have to be completely immobile to endure? Yeah, that would make sense. Like, 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 like when you play Super Smash Bros. and you do that counter fade, like yeah. stance, you're like, ha! Yeah. And then if you get hit, you're like, boom! Yeah, like, yes. yes. That made me like, ching Yeah, yeah, that's right. That'd be that'd be yeah, a Mars cool counter little... be nasty, bro. Yeah, that'd mm -hmm. be a that'd be a really cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if we've seen King take any damage at all yet. Yeah. Right. So he. Yeah. That was last chapter too. Like that's they a big mentioned, question. like man, because. Zoro is like talking about like oh yeah no I haven't seen it. he's I he's not even sweating and I'm you know I'm fucking dying like yeah. yeah yeah that's wild and then Enma is just like oh you're showing weakness yeah 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 like your fault your will is faltering yeah. she's talking about bruh yeah you need a strong will to possess I me only, I only liked you because you were hard headed uh, what do you guys think about the, the uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything like this online, but I saw it recently, the idea that Sanji has, like, Lunarian relations I, to I, some I, degree. I like that. I think, yeah. yeah. I heard that early on. Or like, when, Diablo Jamba and shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard that early on, as soon as it was kind of, like, uh, confirmed that King was that Lunarian, mm -hmm. and he had the fire. Yeah. Sanji obviously mm -hmm. has the fire. Like, that was... That was when that you know theories were starting to be speculated and stuff like that, and I I I do like that. But then I wonder how that goes into you know the Germa experiment you know situation inside of like his durability and like newfound um, area of his capabilities that was kind of unlocked in the last couple of chapters. I mean, you know what I mean? Judge like, could have like reverse engineered and utilized this durability we're seeing from King here in the exoskeletons, or who knows? Like he yeah. he's a, He's a mad scientist, basically like genetic splicing motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. he took yeah. clearly a bunch of you know probably a shit ton of species and you know their attributes to make his kids. Yeah, that's a good. Oh man, good that's point. wild because like. I would think... um, Go ahead. Who did the cybernetics for King and Queen? Who did the Queen, the Queen is Queen is the one. King has no cybernetic stuff. Queen is yeah. No King King is just Lunarian, and I think he's, okay. He's just all I that thought he, he had like like a robot oh, arm. Stretchy where he extended. Mm -mm. No, oh no. No, it's just mm -mm. his his, stre his Lunarian stretchiness. No, I don't think it's Lunarian. I think it's just the perspective that Oda chooses to draw him in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! You're talking about that? Yeah. That's the stretchy like, face. That's yeah. Called, that's comedy. That's Oda comedy. That's like when fucking Queen shot the snake out of his own body <laughs> this, is how Bra this is how all brachiosaurus behaved in the past and sanji's yeah. like you're fucking stupid no yeah. and you can also uh, go dinosaur lizard stretchy skin like you don't got to suspend too much disbelief there as far mm -hmm. as like the, oh, the no, stretching it, of like a you know a fucking like he goes into a dinosauristic form i don't even know if that's it's definitely the he does that and he's like oh this is how all pterodons in the past hunted their prey right. after he i'm not saying it's not i'm not saying it's not comedy but i'm just saying on the physical mm -hmm. side of things you know what i mean like a fucking like lizard body stretching isn't that crazy yeah, yeah. true 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 yeah. um yeah. No, so he hits just... him with the Imperial Stake and then, like, knocks the swords out of his hands? 
Uh, yeah, it uh, looks like it. it looks like he barely moment. he like barely dodges like a fatal blow, which grazes him enough to like make him like lose grip on his swords because it looks like it still did a significant amount of damage despite yep. that, kind of like grazing him. Um, the panel like seven, yeah, kind of like a, a little confusing for me because yeah, we're like going back and forth between the flashbacks and I yeah. feel like it doesn't really show that well that he loses him. Uh, I can definitely see it for sure. That like on he the drops. bottom yeah. of page eight now, like you can kind of see that he's not holding one of them. Yeah, he's and crawling then towards one in the next panel, but like where? That's Wado Inchimonji, and so right. he gra- at bottom of page seven, he grabs Kitetsu three. Sandai Kitetsu. I've never seen this translation for Sandai Kitetsu in Viz, and just like reading Kitetsu three was just like, dude, that really? was fuck so you. cringy. Yeah, like fuck you. But and maybe that's always been a thing. I don't fucking know the last time that I said yeah. Kitetsu the third in my original. Lupin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do like it because, like, but it wonders, like, does Enma have like a longer name that involves two? Because if it's Kitetsu three or like San, and then Wado Ichimonji. So it's like one, two, three. Like, I was mm-hmm. wondering if his swords were named after that kind of thing. Shusui or Shusui. Shusui might have. No, I think Shusui translates to like Shusui clear autumn tough. water or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. But like um, Enma, though, like obviously we know like what that kind of like translates oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the only other, other sword that he had was like Yubashiri. And then I don't think there's a two in there anywhere. But he's going to get Nidai Kitetsu, so... Definitely feel like is going to break by the end of this arc. Since, like, Nidai Kitetsu is in Wano right now, or is in Wano right now. And we've already gotten yeah. storytelling around it. This makes sense that he would come out of an arc like this with some kind of addition to his arsenal. Whether it's a you know, newly forged blade for him for whatever reason at the end of the arc, or Sandai breaks and is replaced by Nidai, or both, you know what I mean? Whatever. But I think that mm-hmm. uh, in a in a, in a a conflict like this, after so much build-up to a, a full-power Zoro swordsman fight of this magnitude, that it's about time for one of these swords to break and be replaced with something stronger that's more befitting of World's Strongest mm-hmm. Swordsman. Like, you don't want the third edition of a of a series of swords you know what i mean like maybe like whatever you know but it just makes more sense that the the sword quality would just keep upgrading before the end of the series and after an arc like this it's just the perfect time for him to get an upgrade i think yeah i mean it kind of makes sense because even like on like shimatsuki on page 13 was just like i'm giving to you they're crap anyway so like he doesn't even care about them you know Mm -hmm. like and I mean, I don't know. I like that. I like that theory because I, I always take it back to. Um, well, no, those. Hold on, these aren't the the, the Kozaburo swords are not Sandai Kitetsu and. No, and they're nothing. No. Yeah. I'm, no, no. I'm, I'm talking. talking I'm talking to Mello. So like mm-hmm. Mello, okay, okay. I think said, Kozaburo gave him up. these swords, and he said they're shitty anyway. And I think he was saying that in response to what I was saying about like some of his swords breaking or him upgrading a couple of his swords eventually. And it's like, no, he's been lost these Kozaburo swords. Like, mm-hmm. they, they were shattered when he fucking fought Mihawk on the yeah. Bronze. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. those Kozaburo, yeah, those are fucko swords. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like, I like the upgrading of the Kitetsu, you know, yeah. thing. Because yeah. um, I, I still think that 
buddy, you know, bald celestial dragon has showed up. Yeah, yeah. Because the hilt is exactly the same. Yeah, it's just so massive. It's yeah. a, such a big sword. And I mean, like, you know, Oda plays with scale and perspective, like, so crazily in his art yeah. that it's like, even though that sword has been shown gigantic the entire, every time we've seen it inside of the Gorosei scenes, like, if Zoro did get it, it would probably, once he owns it, just be the size it needs to be to make sense on his body. I don't fucking know. <laughs> you never know with Oda. You know what I mean? But I don't like know that, how big are the Gorosei, though. Like, are they Dude, are they if you look up Shodai Kitsetsu right dude, now... That old dude isn't... Like, that shit is big as fuck. <laughs> I like Kozaburo's design. I like that unibrowed motherfucker. He's got good lines. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, the whole... A sword's like a kitchen knife, but for murder. They're created to kill people. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the best part of, like, the, the flashback dialogue to me. Is, like, people mm. just call them cursed because they're good at doing what they were made for. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> sword and call it curse. That is a badge of honor. It's a yes. sign of quality. Yes. They it... shouldn't be frightening. Yeah, they should think it's a curse, because it's like, this shit is made for fucking killing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're, yeah. if you're weak and you're, like, not ready for this life, of course you're gonna be like, there's a demon living inside of that thing. I just watched it kill 90 people. It's like, nah, bro. Yeah. Like, the motherfucker's just cold. Who uses this shit? You know, mm -hmm. like, there's no curse. There's no supernatural shit involved. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's so Which cool. Is is cool, but it also is kind of um, a letdown in a way because it kind of just mm. dispels uh, a big kind of um, system of power we were hoping to maybe get delved into, you know. But it replaces I, I, it with, you know, just advanced conquerors hockey and like you know your will and combat spirit and fighting spirit and malice like mm -hmm. just manifesting in different ways for different people yeah. you know what i mean like if that was like a purely like you know kimetsu no yaiba kind of like i only see this manifestation for myself and like ashura isn't actually visible to anybody else mm -hmm. and it's just like you know a hockey related you know power boost or whatever you know what i mean like and it was just imagery, then like whatever, you know what I mean? Because I, I know that a lot yeah. of people attributed Ashura to the curse of Sandai Kotetsu to a certain degree, you know what I mean? So like I've, I've seen people talk about it in that way, you know, but until we actually get the definitive explanation on what Ashura is, it's like there's a lot of, um, you know, mystery, you know, and, and whimsy inside of the hockey power system that would allow it to explain something like Ashura or something like you know, any of the other demonically boosted abilities we've seen Zoro kind of use over the years, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Man. I... I, I like love... this chapter so much. Yeah. I love the Zoro backstory. This is something I, that I've been waiting on for a long time, personally. Absolutely. We all have. I knew we were going to get it. Yeah. Especially, you know, once we got the, um, just meaning of the name of his village and like it's um basically impact or weight as far as the wano plot line goes and like we got the information on the ship you know leaving wano to go to that village and found it i was like uh all that in just culmination like made me more and more hype for the when we get zoro's backstory and like to finally get a little bit more of it here yeah. 
Yeah. Super fucking nice. I feel like the continuation of this is going to be fucking mind blowing. And I think it's going to like be related to the theories that Kuina and Tashigi are like the same person. Kuina never actually died. It was all a part of some kind of like clandestine switcheroo sleight of hand inside of, you know, the Wano related you know characters in shimotsuki village shimotsuki dojo and kuina was like a spec because kuina like how is she related to like all these like, she's like somebody's granddaughter or something koshiro's granddaughter or daughter or something like that and like you never mm -hmm. know like with oda exactly what information he was withholding you know from any kind of situation that we think we have an understanding for inside of one piece you know what i mean so like i don't know there's a lot of ideas that i've seen and i'm not saying that it's going to happen exactly like this but like there's got to be a reason why queen and tashigi you know are linked in zoro's mind to that degree and just the sheer mystery related to his and kuina's backstory and tashigi's backstory i think is like not a coincidence and i think it's all going to converge into something that's like really like holy shit with so much foreshadowing and build up and backstory to it you're gonna they're gonna be able to weave ryuma into this shit you know to some degree and it's just all going to be like holy fuck you know and i'm just like so ready for that inside of zoro's character because it's like so on time for him honestly like people have been saying for the last couple of years that his character just has no depth and he's just meathead sword slashy guy so like i yeah. feel like it'll just mean so much for his character to get this much depth in his backstory related to the lore of one piece overall yeah you know i, I mean? feel like maybe not so much for his character's depth but like just the depth and weight of his character and like what kind of went on around him and right you know yeah, and that's and that's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying we're gonna get like you know deep, nuanced, emotional character writing for Zoro, you know, on a level of Sanji or anything, just because of this oh. information being tied together. I'm just saying like the depth of his character would come from how ingrained he is in the history and lore of the story. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that would do a lot for him if he's not going to have the kind of emotional you know introspective character writing that like a Sanji would get. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that's a perfect balance or Zoro. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of lore and stuff. I think it's really impressive that, like, the Shimotsuki village thing, how long has Oda been sitting on that? Like, that came out when I was, like, 14. Yeah. Okay? Like, mm -hmm. I'm 31 now. He's been sitting on this up. For a while, dog. 15 years, and I'm just like, damn, dude, way to play it close to the vest. Yeah. yeah. Um... But, like, that's great payoff, because I always see, like, a lot of the people saying, like, oh, Zoro's, like, secretly the son of a refugee from Wano, and I'm like, uh, oh, maybe. He looks just out. like, he looks just like Shimotsuki Ushimaru, dude. Yeah. So, like, we got, like, that chapter. And Ryuma. And Ryuma, and he looks just like fucking Ryuma if you look at the monster one shot, you know what I mean? So, like, there's just too much there visually, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? On top of the fact that, like... I don't know this is all information that's given in the swordsman arc you know what i mean like there's just too much here for mm -hmm. them to not you know connect those dots and make those links in the narrative so between those characters so like i'm so ready for just like the bomb to be dropped on this entire thing oh. like yeah um so you guys uh know the little red scabbard logo right yeah um, page 11, when they're looking at the Shimotsuki Dojo, does the cross swords vaguely look like that? Mm-hmm. Just, like, missing the snake or whatever? Or the... 
Yeah, it's just missing the snake. And the moon or like... whatever. I think there was a, like a moon mm-hmm. related. No, the Shimotsuki like... Dojo actually had the Kozuki clan crest on the dojo. Yeah. Yeah, I think really? that's right. Oh, yeah. man. That's Back so in the day, cool. I remember that being a thing. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that idea because they're like, Odin failed. We can't rely not. on things. And they, they they scattered to the winds, you know? They're mm-hmm. just like, hey, we're going to raise people outside of Orochi. Orochi's Orochi sphere like, of influence. Yeah. And, like, keep our family lines and ideologies and philosophies alive. And train kids to eventually one take take back Wano. Wait a minute, didn't that dude bounce, like, 50 years ago or whatever? How long ago was the Odin shit? Wasn't it only, like, 20 years ago? This dude bounced, like, before Odin even, like, had an arc. (laughs) This dude Hmm. went to fucking East Blue or whatever, like, before all this shit even happened, so. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I could, have sworn, I could have sworn that's the timeline. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, because that's right, because Momonosuke only went in the future like 20 years. Oh. Yeah. So, Interesting. And they said, so they and they said this dude bounced like break. 50 years ago, yeah. Already had a break. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to make sense of the timeline for myself. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, page, still on that page 11. And when he's talking about Tsunachi, his yeah. eyebrows make him look like a demon. Where is this? Bottom, uh, bottom panel, bottom left panel of page eleven. Oh, yes, okay. Nachi. It is yeah. a magic word that summons strength into your heart. Um, I did a little research, and basically, it's like a Japanese portmanteau that basically translate like it's a shortening of this phrase that is like "throw away your name and wits." Mm. It's basically go all out, forget who you are. Your moment is now, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, his silhouette on the bottom left page of 11, just the shadow effect on it and the perspective mm-hmm. and the angle does make it look like a samurai's, you know, mempo. You know what I mean? Like they're like mm-hmm. they're like oni mask that they wear on top of, yes. their, uh, of their of their armor. Yeah, yeah. It totally kind of looks like he's wearing one of those. Like, kind of like what Hitetsu's wearing. Yeah, the 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 mm. sword crafter of uh yeah, cuz if you look up um well, actually, now that I have the side-by-side, because Hitetsu is on that page in the middle panel above it, and he obviously has a very, you know, drastic... I don't even know if you would even call that a mempo, but, like, he clearly has, like, a crazy mask on. You yeah, know, with this wild-ass nose. Yeah, Tengu mask. There we go. There we go. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. never mind. But, yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, for um, sure. Whew. What a chapter, though, stuff. man. Like, this is pretty heavy shit. I love the last little, like, exchange that we have with uh, King and um, and Zoro. And I, I heard... Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw somebody and talking. Enma. And Enma. And Enma. And I, and, and I, um, I just remembered what someone was talking about in regard to, like, why Zoro hasn't, isn't really being shown to be all that effective against King even at this point in their fight. He hasn't done any damage to King besides the damage that he did to his mask which wasn't actually any real damage that he did to King. So it's like, if, if this is Zoro trying his hardest and employing all of these techniques, it's like, what is going to be, you know, the kind of damage that gets through? And someone brought up a really cool thought about how Zoro, you know, kind of hears the breath of things to cut through them or whatever, like going all the way to Alabasta, you know, like when we got like the first kind of um, hints at him having like observation hockey and like other things that people have been talking about over the years in his fight with Dawes Bones, Mr. One. And like when he, 
you know, finally did the Shishi Sonson and cut through Mr. One, it was because he found out how to cut through steel by like listening to it or like feeling its breath or something along those lines. And someone was talking oh. about the fact that Zoro might not be able to deal any real damage to King because he doesn't know what he is. And and Zoro was like questioning like what he's made of and like what kind of race he is or whatever a couple chapters ago while he was fighting him. And like I think that was when I first saw like the notion on the timeline as to why he wasn't being as effective. So with the new information confirming his Lunarian, you know, heritage, I don't know, that could play into, you know, when Zoro will eventually be able to like deal damage to him is essentially what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that this is something that I necessarily subscribe to. It was just something that I saw in analysis on the timeline and I was like, that's a pretty cool thing to think about. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think this entire last two pages of dialogue between King Zoro and Enma is just so fire. A sword is direct or honest and direct, not wicked, yes, it's true. It was my strength that was lacking. Does this mean this was so fire? Does this mean that even with so much hockey being drained away, Odin wielded you as though you were light as a feather? Enma? And like that, the art in that panel, the just yeah. the speech bubbles. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. So fucking fire. So, so much Odin hype. Yes. So much Odin suck. Odin was the fucking goat, bro. Not Odin suck. <laughs> and uh, Phrasing. Phrasing. And then he fucking the biggest, like probably the biggest part of the chapter, like narrative wise for Zoro's character in this chapter anyway, outside of the flashback, flexes this conquerors hockey knocks all the fucking peons out yes. bro they're foaming at the mouth on the bottom of page 60 yeah oh, and it's yeah. not even represented on Israeli shit yeah it's not even represented like how it is for like Luffy either where it shows the zoom in of the face and you get the crazy eye or like you know like you see it for Shanks and shit too like it's like a very subtle like everyone is passed out and bro is standing there in another zoomed out panel with just his fucking sword smoking with Conqueror's hockey and it's like, that was just Lightning so coming raw. Up. Yeah, bro. Like, holy king shit. Soka. I see. So you intend to be a king then. He's yeah. like, and he, he really didn't even know what he just did, I don't think. No, I think that's a no. very I think that's a very poetic way of him saying, oh, so you're using Conqueror's hockey right now. Mm -hmm. You know no. what I mean? That's what, no, so. that's what that's what King is saying for sure, but I'm saying I don't yeah. know if Zoro really exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he's for just sure. like, huh, Nani? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, what? And, uh, yeah. And he's like, no. Uh, maybe he does, though, because then he goes right into the, you know, thinks about his promise to Luffy. That's right. I've got to keep a promise to my captain and my best friend, Kuina. Yeah, fire, fire. Or is his, or wow. is Luffy also his best friend in this? Either way, I think it works totally I fine. Yeah. Either way, yeah, it works just as well. Yeah, yeah both works. Um, I think it's interesting that he doesn't view himself as like a king of swordsmen. He's just like, no, there's no such thing as a king of swordsmen. I just want to be the best. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah but uh, I don't know. Did you guys have anything else for this chapter? No, I think I'm good, bro. This was, was this was right. this was just what I needed. Just what I needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do it for this chapter of One Piece and the final episode of this season of the Project Manga Podcast.
Thank you so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video and subscribe to the channel for more fire content week to week. Make sure you comment in the comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump. If we missed anything in the discussion, you know, chop it up with us down there. As we said before, take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast upon, as well as links to support the podcast like our online shop or our Patreon. And with all those words said, this will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast wrapping up. I'm your host, Eagle. Knox, see y'all in season four. And I'm Mela Yenis. Sarabada.